What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. As always, each and every episode is brought to you by All I Need Skate Co. If you are in need of a new skateboard or some fresh apparel, check out allineedskate.com. We have three new board graphics up on the site right now. We have Timmy Canoose's newest pro model cash deck. Uh, this artwork is by Peter James Glenn, and it spells out all I need big across the board. And in the background is all old-timey fashion, like cash, and it's very flashy. I love it. Yeah, tons of gold coins and a bunch of old-fashioned-timey-looking dollar bills and just... It's epic, man. It looks so good printed out on the board. We also have a Corey Goonan new pro model titled Jewels. And again, this artwork is by Peter James Glenn. And this one spells out all I need big across the board. And it's made up of all types of rubies and jewels. It's uh, really, really flashy. Both these decks look amazing. They're definitely wall hangers. I should actually hang them up in the podcast studio. That might, might be my next move. We also have a guest pro model for Ryan Adelman. It is the Skate Dad deck, which is a shout-out and a tribute to all you skate dads out there that are raising children, working 9 to 5, and still finding time to keep up with your skating and progressing and being a good influence out there at the skate parks for all the young rippers out there. Uh, you're doing God's work, and uh, the Skate Dad Pro model is for all of you out there. And that artwork is by Matt Cheneff, and uh, it looks unbelievable. It's got like a uh, Ryan bronzed and gold and a trophy, and it says number one Skate Dad, and it's got like his house and his little skate park at his house in the driveway, and he's doing a slash grind. Um, that's another wall hanger, which I'll put up in the studio. 2023 is going to be a huge year for all the all I need apparel. So we've been going heavy on the site and updating uh, weekly some new t-shirts, hoodies, all types of goodies, man. Head over to the site right now and check it out. We got a full zip hoodie, which I really love. We got a bunch of new t-shirt designs. We got several different sticker designs in multiple sizes. We got a throw blanket up there, the Skull Push throw blanket, which is... Uh, Visually really really epic man. I got one downstairs. My dogs love it because it's keeping them warm But it's a massive blanket that just has our skull push design Which says never abandon ship East Coast all I need skate co We also have dad caps snapbacks multiple beanies up there long sleeves Pullover hoodie. We even have our thrive throw pillow which, uh, again, that's Peter's art, and it is psychedelic looking, man. Check out the pillow for sure. Uh, shorts are up there, a couple different types of shorts. Uh, we got our hand plant and foot plant t-shirts. Check that out if you love to go upside down and do hand plants, or if you're big on foot plants, we got that t-shirts for you, which I might actually put on skateboard decks too. And I would say make sure to check out our Crush It Like Quint towel. It is the most epic towel you're going to find. If you want to have the towel of the year at the beach, swoop this thing up. Uh, everything's small runs, first come, first serves. Uh, hopefully we have uh, the garment in your size. Uh, that would be epic. When checking out, whether you're copping a skateboard or apparel, there is a customer notes section. 
And if you throw in there that you listen to the podcast and maybe some encouraging words, I will hook you up with some free socks, free All I Need socks, just for the love, man, and for the support. Our guest today is Matthew Troetti. Matt owns a skate shop down in Oak Island, North Carolina called Never Ever Boards. Matt's been carrying All I Need in World Decks since he's opened his shop. And we are about to head down to Oak Island for their grand reopening of their skate park. And we are going to do a skate jam. Uh, the All I Need team will be there. Let me pull up some of the details. If you're in the North Carolina area, you got to come out to this event. It'd be sick to see you and meet you. And you'd get to see the All I Need skate team shredding. And it's a new park. So they redid the whole thing. All right. So here's what the flyer says. Meet with the pros, OKI Skate Jam, sponsored by All I Need World Industries. Registration is from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on March 18th. Uh, the jam's going to go till 5 p.m. We'll have two divisions, beginner and advanced, and we'll do a best trick at the end with a product toss. Uh, it's free to enter, uh, brought to you in part by Never Ever Boards. Skate Jam competition, live music, free food, win cool prizes, meet and greet with the All I Need and World Team. Make sure if you're in North Carolina, come on out. It's going to be awesome, man. Also, check out NeverEverBoards.com. Matt has uh, built an awesome skate shop and a cool community, and there's tons of cool stuff on there. So please check that out. Yo, keep killing it. 2023 is going to be an awesome year. Now for the show. How's it going, Matt? Good. How are you doing tonight? Just um, chilling. I was helping my lady. She um, just bought a sauna for her business. Okay. So we had to put it together. It's like um, just like a two-person sauna. That's sweet. So is it all made out of wood? Yeah, it's, it's all made out of wood. Like base, top, four walls, heaters That's on the walls. You um, going to be getting in that? Oh, for sure, dude. I wanted to yeah. get in it today, tonight, but um, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, man. How's it going with you? Good, good, good. Uh, so you know, had a pretty, pretty decent shop day. Um, pretty busy, you know, throughout the day, and then I, I'm working on this uh thing, kind of like a behind the scenes, like it's, it's sort of like underground right now at this point, but we're working on uh constructing this like mobile skate shop. So out of this like old school 1970s teardrop design, like Shasta camper, it what? used to be a taco truck. Wow. So getting totally re-outfitted on the inside. And I had a friend of mine from school. I've known him since like third grade. My friend, Matt, he was working on it with his stepdad today. So finally starting to see it come together and like seeing some of my vision there, like actually become like a, a thing like shelves and we have power in there and so it feels good like i'm actually i'm starting to get excited about it now yeah that sounds super cool yeah so like if fingers crossed if we get approval and everything we could park it at the the local skate park they just built oh that's dope yeah <laughs> that's yeah. sick and it'll be good like during jams and stuff you can just bring out the vehicle you know <clears throat> that's it like so they've told me like as a vendor i could come in for that so that would give me an excuse like every time we have an event um and then we'll have like you know all the like impulse kind of buy stuff and like little debbie cakes and skates oh yeah 
and boards that people can just use. Like we might rent them out or loan them out, you know, but we could build boards in there and that kind of thing. So that'd be cool. Yeah, that's cool. The edge, um, the skate park near me, they rent out boards, you know, like $5 rent a board type thing at the park. So that's kind of what I was thinking. I was thinking $5 an hour, maybe 10 tops, but like really maybe like $20 a day. But like the kids kind of got to feel like they got a little skin in the game, I feel like. Because if you just gave it to them, well, what if it's broken? You got to have something to recoup that loss. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like uh, if you don't have a board and you could just borrow one for $20, $20 for the day at the park, that's like pretty. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah. free to get into the park. So it's like, okay, we'll just consider that like your entry fee. Yeah, usually people at the edge, they pay, I think it's like 15 or $20 for like a three-hour session. And then if you needed to rent a board, you could, you know? Because a lot of times it'll be like a little kid on a scooter who's like, I want to try skateboarding. So you rent them the board too, and they already paid admission. So it's just well, kind of like sick. It's cool because like what I found out too, it kind of gives like a lot of kids like that are on the edge of wanting to skate or get a skateboard. It gives them like a taste for it. And for all of the kids that we've rented boards to in the past, they've always came back and like, I bought a board. So yeah, yeah. like get some started there. Okay. All right. I see this. I like this, you know? Yeah. That's the beauty of like getting someone to skateboard is like, you know, if they really get into it, they're just going to be skating forever. You know, it's so addictive. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's so fun. It's such a friend and, and like group thing too. So like, you know, you don't want to be the only kid out the group that's doesn't have a skateboard and can't skate. Like now, here you go. You you got one. Yeah. So. I was at the skate park last night and literally these dudes who skate from New Bedford and they're fucking really good at skating. They just grabbed scooters and were fucking dicking around. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I just kind of was like busy filming skateboarding. Cause to me, like scootering, like I don't care people scooter, like if that's your prerogative. Right. But I'm so hyper focused on skating because it's so it's like every it's so complex and fun and like yeah rabbit hole forever. But it was so funny that they were doing that. <laughs> they had some That's... tricks in them, a couple tail whips and whatnot. All right, so they're getting a little fancy with it. I mean, like <laughs> the thing is though, the way I feel about that too is I have a respect for anyone out there trying something. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like you know, like kids scootering and stuff like that. I've seen some people kill it. I've seen. People kill it with penny boards and bowls in the park. And I'm like, all right, go for it. Like, yeah. you, that's cool. You know, like, whatever they could do and actually, like, you know, try to get good at, like, let's go for it. Yeah, dude. At the end of the day, if you're rolling, like, good for you. You know, you're doing something. You can be rolling on whatever wheels. wheels. Even rollerblading. I like a... Not rollerblading so much, but um, yeah. aesthetically, I like the way like uh, actual old school roller skates look with the four wheels on each. I do Just, too. Yeah, it looks sick. It's a whole vibe to it, you know? Yeah, yeah, facts. It's like that old school like <laughs> roller rink and stuff like that. It's like just makes you think of like old ice cream parlors and like pastel colors and, and that kind of thing. And I mean, even too, like with roller skating, there's a dance to that. Oh, yeah. It's more like dance for sure. It's dancing, yeah. yeah. Like, wow, okay, you're smooth. You have some grace, you know? Yeah. Figure skating or something too, I guess. Oh, figure skating's sick. I haven't watched figure skating in so long. That's always like in the Olympics, right? It's yes. like They're like battling it out. <laughs> so like, I feel like I I like miss, uh, in a sense, like my, my fill of even luge throughout the year. 
like you only see luging when the olympics comes and i wish that was like an all year round thing because luging is just so cool i feel like wait just... is luging bobsledding same thing so it's yeah i think well it's like you know where they lay down into that like i don't know i'm picturing in my head like a casket kind of thing and they yeah there's like four dudes or something yeah, it, yeah. Well, no just one person you know where they lay into this like this it's like a slide kind of thing but they go so fast right yeah oh i know like, like a the single person though yes it's yeah person. that's insane that's insane it's almost like um what is it downhill when you build your own like cart and do like a hill yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> i know what you're talking about uh, that's that's something that's something else too that's like you build it with like your dad or something like yeah, I can't you build like a go-kart go-kart i know what you're yeah i know what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> it's kind of like that but more uniformed it's mm -hmm. intense dude they go really fucking fast in losing too i think they Same. do like i'm like how yeah. do you guys turn well you can't see where you're at like what <laughs> All right, we're just gonna just gonna fucking send it. Like, hopefully, I don't die this time, right? Yeah. So that's yeah, like, that's insane. Like it's just when you like sledding a lot. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Just, you turn pro <laughs> sledding, you're basically losing. You're like, you're yeah, exactly. It's like you know, I really like this. Could I could I make a life out of this? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, have you heard of losing? It's like, what I could do this forever. <laughs> you have to be like the best loser that should be a movie be the with best life. letter yeah right? that's like be they like... have scouts that come out to like buffalo new york and they they watch kids on the hill and they're like you know this this is a kid he's yeah. gonna be the best loser let's let's grab him you see how he grips the sled yeah <laughs> he's got a natural grip on him uh, and he's not even looking <laughs> that's what we need that's like a new Will Ferrell movie. They need to get him out there, like pro yeah. sledder. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Um, let's go to Skate Shop. Like, um, okay. First, like, tell people your shop, where it's located, and then just go into kind of how the idea came. Cool. So it's Never Ever Boards. That's the shop name. Uh, so, like, Never Ever Boards, like, Never Ever Be Bored. We're an adventure brand. And then never ever boards like never ever land um like peter pan so like you embrace like outdoor sports you like stay young forever so Hell that's yeah. a, like little little skelly pan i saw the board you have that on board too right yes you want to see it yeah it looks sick online yeah they did good so this was actually clutch distribution sick man you know um and it was just trying them out for the first time i mean a lot of these uh distributors and stuff right now manufacturers for boards they're they're throwing like free art fees out there like art set up like you know like it was it was a really good deal that's awesome i'll share with you later but they they definitely hooked it up they did they did a great job the print came out great in it too um so yeah we're uh located in oak island north carolina beautiful oak island what's uh, it like out there today so today was gorgeous i oh. mean i gotta say it was such a nice day and you know, any other fellow shop owners out there, I was in the brick and mortar trapped in the shop and it was just so nice outside today. I'm like, oh my God, I wish I was out there. That's the best. Like when I skate the edge and you go outside after like three hours, you're like, oh my God, like there's light out still. You like get trapped in the box almost. It's like going to the movies in the middle of the day and then yeah. you walk outside and you're like, was I in a wormhole or something? How many days have passed? What year is it? Like... So nuts. <laughs> the groundhogs Whoa. yeah so uh we're uh basically oak island um uh, you know throughout the year the, the weather is pretty mild 
uh today it was like mid 70s um nice you know nice breeze so not too cold not too hot perfect skating weather and so oak island is about um 10 miles long it's a uh, barrier island it's off the coast of north carolina and it's tucked in between Wilmington and Myrtle Beach. So about 45 minutes from Wilmington, about 45 from Myrtle Beach. Sick, man. Yeah. North Carolina seems like heaven on some. Like I'm in New England and we just had snow today, but it's been a mild winter, but today we got slushy snow. Like not uh, much. They were trying so, to say we were going to get like 15 inches and then it's mostly rain. And I. Okay. So that's better than I guess. What, like I hate like the like the tease of of yeah. like snow you know because it's like okay if you're gonna do it just just fucking do it like yeah. give us like because around here we'll get ice and the the roads froze freeze you know everything around here totally shuts down when, once it's like if there's any sight of snow all the schools are shut down because because they don't really know what they're doing uh, when it comes to like snow and stuff so like everything will shut down does it not um, snow that often no never like we we have like it's like almost like they reach through the archives and they're like oh it snowed on the beach in 1995 <laughs> or something like that and it looks cool it's like well it's snow on the beach like so no it never happens um we we thought we might get snow on christmas day no didn't happen which would have been awesome but uh for north carolina in a sense too like um there we have a lot of filming around here because there's there's a lot of uh different types of scenery in, in North Carolina. Yeah, hell like yeah. we're not too far from the mountains. We're at the beach here. We have country, rural areas, you know, the, and then like I said, the coastal area. Uh so we'll have a lot of filming around Oak Island and around Wilmington because they can actually like get all the kind of scenes that they need. Yeah, that's sick. It's good to have a wide landscape. Yes, exactly. And so also to the tax credits and that kind of thing um, with North Carolina, because they were like really pushing for film. Um, they give them a lot of like rebates to a lot of the film companies. So like Iron Man 3 was filmed over here. Oh, shit. Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that scene like in the beginning, like with the trailer or whatever, and they're like um, they're like skydiving out of this like helicopter and you see like aerial view of an island. That's yeah. Oak Island. Actually. What? That's crazy. Yeah. So like me and my cousin, we were just going to the beach and we were over there by the pier and we walk out there and we look up and we're like, what is going, like people are dropping out of planes onto the beach with tuxedos on what? and it was because they were filming the movie. That's crazy. Yeah. So you see the movie going down in real time. Yeah. Exa- like watched it live. I watched it <laughs> live. <laughs> you see the stuntmen jumping out of the plane? Yeah. <laughs> That's all they were probably like Tony Stark's who's over there sitting in his like you know billion dollar jet somewhere probably he's got a trailer <laughs> yeah so um yeah so then uh with never ever boards um i was actually i was living in wilmington at the time and i was working at this place called pita delight and it was like a chill slick slack kind of job like it was like a, a chain for like pitas pita being like the bread yeah so they had like steak and cheese pitas Ooh. like breast pita i mean it Ooh. was actually kind of slamming. Nice. And I, I went to school for cooking, right? So I, went well, to school I love cooking. Do you? Do you cook a lot too? Yeah, but like not, I just like make a bunch of meals out of different ingredients. I just kind of like don't follow any instructions, but I just, just like to like, cook. I'm going, well, that's the sign yeah. of the shop, right? It's uh, like, I guess, man. <laughs> or like, you know, I mean, cooking is about, it's, that's why another reason why I like 
cooking and, and why I like skateboarding is just the, the artistic aspect of it. Um, so there's, it's an art to it. Like, so I liked cooking more than baking, which I like baking too. Baking's very precise. Baking's sick. I watched the great British break in the show and like all of them, my girl watches them. So fun. Okay. Yeah. Like the cake shows and stuff like that. And you're yeah, like, some of them get ridiculous, but uh, I like Paul Hollywood. Like, He's is like this one a of the cake? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, they got so crazy with the reality shows. They literally have a show that's like, is this real or is it a cake? And they just like cut it open. You're like, it's like cake. no it's it's oh it's cake it's also cake. <laughs> and then he's like oh and then um you know it's the person the, the announcer is like presenting it or something like that and it's like hmm is he cake oh he's cake too we're all fucking <laughs> it just keeps going <laughs> then they just get a bunch of chicks and dudes that are just narcissists in a room together i haven't seen that one yet i've seen the op i've seen them on a beach like dating shows i'm like oh my god this is insane <laughs> which is that one I don't know. There's too many of them. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> so, so, so wait, how'd you do? How'd you do in school, and what led into like cooking? Okay, so so the thing is, like when I was in high school, um, I was going to, uh, you know, like it, when I was in high school, it wasn't like you you could pick a concentration a little bit, but now they're they're starting to get a little more focused on that. But like, so like concentration was really kind of in like computers, but I wound up uh, finding an interest in, in broadcasting. Uh, so like I was working with uh, actually the, the lady that taught the, the class, I was, I was fortunate that she was a former news anchor and she like headed up the local station and that kind of thing. So it was like really official, like our class was set up, like it was like a newsroom. And what? so because I was so passionate about it and anything like I kind of get passionate about, I kind of started getting a little obsessed with it. It's a good thing and it's a problem sometimes. Uh, but with that, like I was like, I got into everything with it. Like, so I was writing the scripts for it. I was doing the video editing. I was doing the recording. I made it to where it was live for the first time for for the, you know, the anchoring for like the Cougar view for, for our high school. And so I was like cross between what am I going to do? Like you get so much pressure, like whenever you're finishing up high school, like, everyone's like what are you going to do with your life or like what do you what are your plans or where are you going to go to school and all that shit and I'm like I was stuck at the crossroads and I was like I was also really like cooking because I was working at this place Shagger Jacks and I found a mentor there this guy Sean McCaffrey he was a great chef he was a chef on a navy ship wow so that like seems epic yes that's so a Steven Seagal movie that's sick I can't remember the yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> I ha what is it? Do you know what it's called? Uh, I want to say Under Siege. I might be okay. wrong. Okay. There's yeah, one yeah. where he's a chef and he's really good with knives, and then like the Navy ship gets like people on board, and then he's just murking people. He's like oh, the chef shit. that's like setting up traps and shit. It's pretty intense. Okay, I have to I have to see that. Um, <laughs> not to me, derail I'll... you though, but <laughs> huh? not to derail you with what you're no, talking no, no, about. You're fine. But... So, dude, so that yeah. probably gave you a little bit of an idea too. Like, so he's cooking like for 5,000 crew members. So wow. ran it like a ship, you know, the restaurant in a sense, literally like the expression, he like ran it like a ship. So, yeah. so like he was, he was very good at what he did. Um, he was fast and he was effective and he was efficient. So they gave me the interest in cooking, but then also had the interest in broadcasting. But so I was like, well, if I get into cooking, I'm not going to become a starving artist. So I pick culinary arts instead of like, you know, being like artistic with like, 
broadcasting and stuff. So they, that's yeah. kind of what crossed me into that. But uh, you won't be starving because you'll literally have food because you'll be carrying everywhere. You right. Eat. Yeah. It's so expensive there, though, at Johnson & Wells. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So like it really when I was going, it was like I got a lot of like grants, scholarships, that kind of thing. But like that's sick. The actual tuition is as much as it costs to like go to Harvard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. It's stupid, you know, but a lot of people older in life, they decide to go there to go to culinary school because they're like, oh, I'd like to, you know, fine tune my craft and and that kind of thing. And then and then uh, I started uh, getting older and I guess uh, maybe a little wiser. And then you, you start understanding numbers a little bit better, like. When you're younger, like, and they're like, ooh, FASFA, here's free money. So you think that it's free money and it's not free money. It's like now you're tied to student loans and like you don't really get that. You're like, oh, okay, sure. I'll just worry about that later. You're like in- instant gratification, 100%. Yeah. So then I started getting a little older and, and like recounting some of the information I learned and kind of reviewing that. And understanding, because like my senior project, I did it on how to open up successful restaurants. And so like I had a passion. That was a goal of mine. Um, you know, I was really wanting to do that. But then you learn that the profit margin on average in a restaurant is 5%. Yeah, yeah. So like really you got to put in so much time and so and so much energy and sacrifice so much, all your holidays, free time, and, and a lot of fun in life in order to to like push yourself to be a you know servant like you have to surrender and decide that you want to be a like a public servant that you're 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 pledging your life to a life of service kind of thing and i was like am i really wanting to do this right now and you know i i'm just not i didn't want to yeah yeah fair enough so yeah i worked sometimes like people will just cook like i i love cooking but I don't know if I'd want to make it my job, you know, like mm-hmm. I love cooking almost every day, but I like cooking what I want to cook and like how yes. I want to cook it, you know? And that's a good point too you make there because like what happens is whenever your, uh, your passion sometimes turns into a thing that you're forced to do, you get burnt out on it. Like even to skaters, pro skaters, even to with professional baseball players, it's like, this is a job now and I have to get paid and I have to show up there. And it kind of takes the fun out of it sometimes too. But I think that's what's different about skating though, because there's so much uh, like independent creativity that you can kind of add into it. Um, Where I guess you like could with cooking, but like with like baseball, it's like, this is how you're supposed to play, you know? Yeah. It's more organized. Yeah. 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 I tried to, or like, so growing up, I was like, I was fortunate and unfortunate, like, crazy upbringing but it helped me find skating and when i found skating i was like so obsessed with it that i was like i want to figure out how to like like uh i wanted to do it all the time so that was my whole thing it's like this is therapy basically it's helping me the more i skate and i was like trying to push it and stuff and get better and better and all that stuff and like just see how far you can take it personally so it takes like you got to fully obsessed over that thing and then like as i got older i was like dude skateboarding is hurting me on some level like i'm just (laughs) getting like it's whole it's hurting me and destroying me so i was like i i'm abusing skateboarding almost because i'm like just doing it too much you know 
Right. You hit that like point where you're like, all right, this is like becoming self-destructive on some level. So then I was like, well, I need to figure out ways to still do it or be involved with it or something, you know? So hence right. the YouTube channel, I was like, I'll just film and edit. Cause I love filming and I like editing and like, it's cool to be filmed and be in an edit, you know? Right. So, and then like the podcasting, I was like, I can talk about skating and meet skaters and talk yeah. about skating, you know? And like, it's all little ways to kind of like, keep me involved, but also distract me from the physical act of skating all the time. Right. <laughs> it's like becomes like, it can become addicting too, especially if you live, I live near this like huge indoor park and there's like tons of skateboarders and <laughs> people are always doing something. You just get pulled in, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I think that's super cool. Like, um, too, where there's other levels that you could be involved with it. Like from, uh, like even cameraman, that kind of thing. You, you'll see like some of the some of the best cameramen are also very good skaters too. Oh yeah. They have to be. Yeah. There's always, there's like, you get the flow team, you get the amateurs, you got the pros, you got a filmer, you got an artist, you got like, you can get a gathering of people. It always, and you need a crowd, like as much as you want to put on a show, like people got to be hanging out, you know, skate parks are always fun when there's tons of people there. I think it's super cool too, that they're starting to like, which I've just maybe started noticing this, but like filmer type wheels that they're putting out, you know, so like it's like a softer wheel um, to where it's like, oh, it's like they're actually like giving a little bit of credit to like the like this is uh, this is for the camera guy. Like here's yeah. wheels that kind of made for him. Yeah, you like know? sponsor camera guy got a pro wheel. So. Yeah, right. And get his own board. Like that'd be cool. We did that. Um, we did a guest board for Dan McGrath. He filmed the first two all i need videos and we did a guest board for dan a guest filmer board <laughs> that's cool yeah i'll have to send show you the graphic it's a yeah. thro throwback now um and to your point too that you're making there i thought i thought that was very interesting like something sometimes you'd love so much doing it too much can then become destructive and i feel like tony hawk kind of made that same point <laughs> you know like how he too like just life of skateboarding and it's like yeah i put my all into this now i'm kind of beat up right now at this point yeah like, but there's so much pressure too it's like yo can you can you go ahead and do a 900 still or whatever you know it's like yeah yeah, yeah. it's stuck it's like you're kind of stuck in a sense because this is now the person you became and see also too with let's say even having a store like what it does or having any kind of business and for yourself too it's probably like oh like yeah you're the you're the skate guy right you're the skate shop guy so like now this is your identity yeah 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 it's crazy like learn it's it's a juggling act but like you got to expand yourself to take on many roles in life otherwise you lean on one thing too heavy you know and that yeah. was partly what i did with skateboarding but that's what like i was very fortunate i got to travel the whole world and i worked my ass off though i like never really like i couldn't be the cool guy because i just like i had like a sense of hustle and urgency about stuff you know so like You're i went in new york it, what's that from new york though right i'm from massachusetts massachusetts okay but didn't you skate for five borough yeah one? yeah yeah okay. I, I mean i spent so much time in my life in new york because yeah. like i rode for fibro and then i rode for zoo york and i would just go to new york all the time 
It's that hustler mentality from up north. We drove four hours. Me and Westgate would drive four hours to New York and skate all fucking day and like stack clips and uh, with the RB and just like, uh, and then we'd drive four hours back. Or sometimes we'd stay for the weekend or whatever. Sometimes we'd just take the train, you know, like right into the city. Yeah. Plus, like the way I grew up too, like I lost my father when I was 12 and my mom had um, a substance abuse problem her whole life that she struggled with and i just like at 12 i was like shell-shocked with the, my father and then that's when i found skating and when i found skating it started helping me like it pulled me out of the negative and had me focusing on skating so much and i was like able to process some of the feelings of like losing my dad and then watching my mom try to balance things out and have her issues you know and yeah. um skating just like i met so many cool people i was always traveling i was like getting to be creative and use that as like a way to get my aggression out and like yeah and also just to like pressure makes diamond type thing where you just yeah. like focus so much on a trick or like learning something that try to sharpen it as much as you can you know yes um yeah man i don't know i just fell yeah. in love with, i fell in love with skateboarding but it's all consuming and it's like as you get older you need to like play different roles and like or you might even have the blessing and the ability to have like many roles in life no matter what age you are if you can recognize it, you know, that's like a really hard thing to know, you know? Yes, I agree. Now too, I think too, with the, those points you made there um, of using skateboarding as a conduit for like therapy and, and transformation, I think is a really interesting point. And I think it's a kind of like a contrasting point too. Not only does skateboarding sometimes help isolate you in the right way, it brings you around other people because I'm sure too, when you're around like 12 years old, like shoot, you probably went out skating them too by yourself a lot of times. And this was your time to think and be in like your Zen state and then kind of meditate in a sense and be like, okay, like I'm by myself now. I'm comfortable with myself. All right, this is going on. Okay. How can I figure out like how to deal with this? And so like it, it gets you into that mode of just talking to yourself and, and talking through it too, I think. That's a, it's funny. Cause like, uh, I mean, I'm sure other things are like this, but definitely skating. Like it's rad that you could do it by yourself. Like you could go outside and just work on a trick that you want, you like envisioned. And you're like, I want to fucking backside flip today and figure it out, you know? And then you could just go outside and do that by yourself and have like an hour's worth of fun and be sweating, you know, and maybe you know, getting some aggression out or just like, or talking to yourself. I've definitely talked to myself a bunch and just kind of like learn to control your emotions. You know, a lot of that is like when you're trying to land a trick and do something that's like beyond you a little bit, but you're trying to film a trick. That's why I love filming so much. Like working on a video part is like, you're trying to get the tricks that are just beyond you or like, you're just there. Or like on the, the right. Yeah. Like you're pushing yourself. So you're like, you're kind of like challenging yourself. Like skating is rad like that. And then it's also complex enough that you can just hang out with people and like, yeah have a crew and like just there's a whole dynamic there the whole too. scene yeah and, man. and so too like i think that the the pandemic kind of like drew a little awareness on that too to where it's like okay cool this is like it created a surge in skateboarding around that time of the height of the pandemic uh you know because people are like all right this is something i can go and do by myself or you can kind of socially distance or whatever and you can still like you know feel like you're safe um and and you feel alive like just learning yeah. to ride on a skateboard and balance and like be able to like be mobile it's like you're already not just walking or just sitting 
you're like engaged it keeps you engaged workout yeah yeah you're fully because you can get hurt like if you don't know how to balance or to have like a good setup to push on a skateboard or to ride like you got to really pay attention like that's the beauty so like in the pandemic people just needed like to be pulled into a moment and that's what it'll do if you focus on it you know right and separate themselves from a, a different moment you know, yeah oh totally like, totally be like oh, okay the world's gonna shit like i think we may all die apocalypse now like hmm all right i've always wanted to learn how to skate <laughs> yeah it's hard to focus on that uh doom and gloom so much if even if you're just having fun in a parking lot for an hour because like yeah. the doom and gloom's always gonna be there <laughs> yeah. it, it will right <laughs> and like hopefully let's push it way back right sometimes the doom and gloom leaves after that session because you're like oh man like i just feel better and then you Things have like okay a now better Those look. endorphins dopamine and stuff starts going at i feel like too that um it seemed like you and your team there did a great job like just navigating through the pandemic on a workmanship level and i i know i know for a fact that had to be a juggling act because oh, like yeah. at, at first it was like okay well now we're just gonna have to have the team in here working on boards all right now we're even further into this okay can the team really even come in here and work on the boards now but we got to make sure we keep the keep things running production's got to keep going so then i'm sure like more was even tasked on you at that point too Oh, yeah, man. But we've so you know, you do some long enough, you get through the ups and downs of things, you know, and like, you just learn and adapt. And like, each time you get a little bit better, you know, like, it's funny, I started all I need in the recession. (laughs) Oh, it's just you really? Yeah, I just 2008 or exactly. Okay. Like around then I started, uh, I started with the idea of it. And we started working on the first video, which I like, it was self titled the all I need video. I don't even know if it's online. But um, yeah, dude, I just paid for a bunch of DVDs and T-shirts and that's how we started all I need. We just were like, let's do a video premiere and let's like just do this. And we sold all the T-shirts at the premiere. We sold all the DVDs and trans, trans it was up on the Transworld site, which was sick. That's and sweet. Yeah. And we just like, that was like right around the time I like lost my sponsorship. So I just got a job and I had a little bit of money and I was like, I'm just going to put it into all I need, which is skateboarding. And then... And then that was just it the be- world industry sponsorship. Yeah, I was riding for world and then the recession happened and they went through like a transition and uh, they just had to cut their skate team. So then I was like, hmm, what am I going to do? So then I just got a job at this warehouse in Taunton, Mass. It's mm-hmm. called ESP Solutions and they make uh, they do screen printing and embroidery and heat pressing and all types of stuff there, you know, uh, promotional goods. And uh okay just at the end of a belt, a heater, like catching other people's brands, like, and doing like finishing and then shipping and like just warehouse work, you know? Well, that gave you a whole insight right there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So then I was just doing that and then building the brand and skating and like taking on all the roles and trying to figure it out and build teams. And like, it's easy because I love filming and skating with people that like, it's keep the relationships going and like natural. Yeah. And I like filming and editing. So we have like the YouTube channel. And before that we did, we just made team videos together, which is like the funnest thing in the world. And that gets you to go travel because you're homies. Yeah. You just like, it's the best thing ever. Skateboarding is the best thing ever. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Uh, So I was just going to say, so like, really what it sounds like to me is like, your focus then too was like, all right, this is, this is my passion and this is what I enjoy doing. And then a business just formed itself around it 
Yeah, out of necessity because like I was like, I can't be the pro anymore, but like we have so many sick skaters around me and people yeah. I love. I'm just like, I love all these people. I skate with them all the time. Like I've seen them at all the events. Like I've watched them get better and better. Like we taught each other stuff through skating. Like just, and I'm like, we need to keep this going. Like this has been the best thing ever. Like video premieres are so fun. A team video when you put it together, turning someone pro, like watching people grow from like little groms up to like full adults, adults living yeah. their life, but still skating and having that style and identity built up and like control it's mad when you, i know so many people that skate and like any given day you just have you see them destroy it you know and they're not yeah. even pro they're not even pro you know right. <laughs> they might not even like i want my one of my favorite skaters is is, is ramsey stephen ramsey and he, he helped me out a lot in the beginning of all i need and he's just like he, at that time he was like overweight and like could yeah. barely barely kickflip but like i watched that dude destroy it like kill it like smashing curbs and just That's having bad. fun and landing he was like my favorite skater because he was the funnest to skate with and like yeah. some days he wouldn't do shit and other days he would just like have the most epic session and be this... like what it, yeah and he was like the hype contrast yeah he was exactly. the hype you know yeah so like i don't know and then nowadays i just watch tons of little kids skate and they're just like so fucking good it's like i just want to like throw i want to help them out and throw gas uh on that fire so it just like because yeah. they're like unbelievable at that feels good. You're like, yeah, well, you know, I had something, maybe a little bit of something to do with this or you help guide them in the right way. But now how does that feel though? Like thus getting older and then like your skate friends and homies and shit, getting families and having kids. Like, is that like, does that change that dynamic some, or that's, is it like, that's what happened with Ramsey is he ended up having kids and like yeah. a full-time job. He's like uh, working for the state. Um, doing groundskeeping and he had kids he got a lady with a kid and then he had two kids with her and uh yeah and he's the man though but like he just had no time to skate you know because he had right. to, he had a he had the blessing of a family and like he had work and like but that was such a hard one because i'm like ramsey's the funnest i wanted i used to fly him on trips when i rode for world the first yeah. the original time I like flew him out to Tampa because he's just like the life of the party and he always shreds, you know, like he, I think he went out to Cali with us too. It was like, if I just bring him, Ramsey's going to be like, you always need that dude on the session. Like you got, right. dude, you got different types of skaters that are all rippers and that's why they're on the trip. And then you need that right. dude that's like diffuses all that. He's just there because he's the anomaly. The yeah, he's just stoked to be there and he has a wild that. card and he's <laughs> happy. And be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just brings that energy where you're like, oh, it's just like not all intense. It's like mellows everything out, you know? Right. We all need balance. One of my <laughs> favorite things though, too, is whenever somebody comes into the store and like a suit and you can tell like they're a businessman or something like that, but like they still, they haven't given up skating you yeah, know that's it's, sick and it's sick because it's like just like that that guy that he's got like some cubicle job or corporate job and it's like he always wanted to be a rocker or something and he's still doing it you know it's like yeah. but, but with this you know with skateboarding it's like it doesn't have to be serious and on their free time they can go and have fun like you don't you could still do it on the side and feel like maybe you're not missing out on a dream like maybe that rocker he was like damn it i never made it yeah, yeah. Most skaters are like, yeah, I didn't think I was going to really make it. I'm just having fun. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of people that just enjoy it and not as a career or as like a thing, you know? Yeah. I'm an, I'm a weird one because I just like, it really helped me through all some crazy times. Like, and I know there actually there's a lot of people like that, but I also like am always like, 
growing up, I'm kind of been like overly optimistic, you know, like mm-hmm. in a good way. But like, I just like, I don't know. That's the mentality I kind of had to have. Cause like I dealt yeah. with like a lot of crazy stuff. So I'd always be like, this is for a reason. Like there's something better. Like you have like when you're young and going through heavy stuff, you just kind of like make a silver, you daydream of a silver lining <laughs> until yeah. it's reality, you know, oh, until- that's it. And yeah. I feel like some, some, sometimes when it comes to people born in, in less fortunate circumstances, that it's actually, it's, it's a blessing and, and, in a sense, you know, because it's like, wow, it's so cold and dark and terrible, but like, there's, there's a light out there and there's, there's more and there's, there's a possibility and it's that wish. And I just listened to uh great Gatsby too. Oh, and that's sick. Yeah. And I've like read the book too. So like, I'm kind of like thinking about that a little bit and like where, you know, he grew up in nothing and then, but he had this dream. And so it's, it's about like seeing something out there that that's better than yourself. And sometimes I feel like someone that's born with a silver spoon in their mouth, you know, you get complacent, you get comfortable. You're like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm comfy and this is cool. Like, do I really need anything more than this or don't even think of anything more than this because I got what I need. Yeah. There's, there's pros to cons to either like the grass is greener where you water it. Cause like you, when you're, when you're up, you're going down, when you're down, you're going up, hopefully, you know, like it's harder to, you know, like you, (laughs) you can learn to juggle, but then you got to keep it going too, or you drop all the balls, you know, like, uh, and and then where they may lose the focus off of you onto somebody else. So like, got to keep things interesting now. So for you, um, did you skate for a shop and then you got picked up by five borough or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. We're going to trade off questions. I'll answer this one. And then we're going back to never, ever. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm interviewing you now. (laughs) I like it though. I like it. Um, yeah, I um when I found skating, I got really obsessed with it, and then my friend showed me all these magazines and videos, like four in one video magazines, which are so sick. Just so many epic videos where they just—it's kind of like my vlogs. Like it's right. just they just changed up the format all the time, and it was always fun and different people in it, and like it's just like um a community of skaters that were creating content, you know? Yeah. And uh, all right, so I started skating and I just like fell in love with it. And my friend showed me all these videos and magazines, and then I was like, I want to be in these or like make these, you know? So that was like yeah. our goal is like to figure out how to emulate it or have our own thing, you know? So I just focused on that, working on sponsoring tapes and stuff like that. And uh, I met the shop Solstice Skate Shop right. in New Bedford, and I would just go there all the time because I was like, this is the light. This is the light of skating because these are the dudes that like are doing it. And yeah. I want to do it. And they were just like older than me. And uh, they had a shop and it was so sick. And he, my friend JV, he just like, I would show him my sponsoring tapes. And then he got me linked up with Deluxe when Mickey Rays was there. Okay. And like, yeah, so then my, so like it was Solstice. And then he showed my sponsoring tapes to Deluxe. And then they started gotcha. flowing me um, Thunder and Spitfire stuff. And that was kind of my way. And then I met Fibro because Fibro came to New Bedford and did a demo at Solstice. And I met Steve R who owned five borough and he just like would get a van full of homies on the team and just do all these tours through new England and stuff. It was so sick. And then I ended up on those trips with him and he would, so it all like went from a skate shop into sponsorship, you know? And I was like working really hard on my skating and I always, and the person who like, I wanted to be good and like try to be pro. Like I wasn't like trying to cool guy. I was like, I had a sense of urgency and I was like, I want to do as many, I like dreamt of me. I mean, a lot of people are like, think of video parts. I was focused on like having a sick video part. Cause 
that was like the best thing in skating. It still is, I think. Like there's yeah. video parts you just don't forget. You know, you're like, damn, that's there's a mood and a song, and that person killed it at their utmost. You know? Yeah. Like that's like a that's like something you can continue working on for years. That's why I wanted to be pro because I just want to be able to like fly around with my friends, work on sick ass video parts, and <laughs> put out these videos, and it would just be impactful. You know, it was like that was the best thing. How old were you when you went to Fiber? So I started skating when I was like 13. I want to say like I started getting stuff from Fiber when I was like 16, 17. Yeah, you and felt so cool. Yeah, dude, it was so cool. I was yeah. like just stoked because these dudes love skating and were like doing like the whole like skate team thing and they had art and they were making boards and like they had team videos and yeah, they had a sick team, man. The team is so good. John Hoisington, Dan Pencil, Perry Morgan, um, Josh Moretti, Pat Gadotti, Steve Rodriguez, Mark Nardelli, um, Ty Feaster. There was such a big team and they were just like a family. Like Fibro is a family. It's just like this mishmash of people like they're not no one's the same on the team they're all susky aaron susky westgate brandon westgate i grew up with and like got him in like we all we got on fiber together and rode for birdhouse in new york together like he's my little brother i love brandon um all right i've answered your question okay <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the That's shop Where, how'd you get so tell me a little bit about starting a shop and opening it and all that okay so that and that 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 does very good at like bringing us back full circle so like what i was saying like when i was working at that place peter delight so i i would you know basically i had i had this uh long board i would just take to to work every day and um i had a friend of mine jake gallagher that you know we were friends since we were really young and we used to like you know we skated together we built ramps and stuff like that when you know like knee high to a grasshopper and uh so jake was like my person that we we would go back and forth on on different ideas or different business ideas and, and that kind of thing and i don't know it was just um one day it was just like right before i had to go into work and you know i was just like just riding the the longboard around the parking lot and i was on the phone with him and i i seen that uh well before i get to that um we were, we were talking and we were just trying to figure out like, you know, he's trying to figure out about some business idea. We had started like a real estate type business together, but we noticed like he just wouldn't be able to put in as much time as me. So it wasn't going to work out. So we backed off of that. And, but, you know, we're still good friends and, you know, we'd bounce back ideas and I'm like, really, I was on the verge of wanting to, to create something bigger than myself. <clears throat> I just didn't know what yet. I knew like what I liked and kind of what I was passionate about. Um, but I wasn't exactly sure. Now, what I did notice though, actually, is I noticed like paddle boarding was getting like super popular and um, skateboarding was coming back. You know, it's a cyclical thing too. It's like, it kind of trades off. I feel like skateboarding <clears throat> through decades, like one decade, it's, it's killing it. And then it kind of drops off and then, then it kind of comes back and <clears throat> excuse me as you've seen too like 80s stuff came back like mid 80s and that didn't last long now it's 90s so it's 90s and mid 90s like i don't know that's where we're at now right um but so we were talking and i was i, I think saw- i think that's like a lot of like you gotta water the seeds like you gotta really like there's gotta be the next generation you know so 
it goes ups and downs a lot, but I think like with the internet, I think we're able to like, there's a lot of different crews and people like feeding off each other all over the place, which is amazing, you know? And it's a, that's a good point. It's like a, like a hive mind effect, but also maybe what it is, is like <clears throat> the kids of this generation too, that they're kind of like, they're, you, you look up to people and people that are older than you. And then you're like, well, that generation was really kind of cool. Like these people are cool. You feel cool because you're hanging out with the older kids and you're like, what were they into? Yeah. You know, oh, they were into like the, you know, some of the bigger pants and like, you know, now you've probably even seen like that, that um, underground, like punk rock style. I see that's coming into skateboarding now, oh, right? Hey. The, the jagged kind of look like creatures doing a lot of that stuff, like to where it's just really like, you could barely even tell what the writing is. Like I got a Spitfire sticker here. Let's see if I can if I can find it. But um, to where like a lot of that '90s stuff is just just making a just making a comment. You see that? Oh hell yeah, that's like crazy. you can't even really see the right, but it's like sick and it's kind of like edgy. So, which with skateboarding too, and uh, just like you know the apparel and stuff through that, it was it was funny because like even too when I was growing up, it was more so like everyone was trying to wear skate stuff too because like skateboarding was cool and then but now it seems like it's it's kind of taken if it goes this direction it's kind of embracing its own style like not everyone's gonna wear that so it's a little more edgy it's a little like okay well we need to box ourselves into this category over here because skateboarding was the was always the thing where it's like the misfits you know, like the people that you just maybe like they don't get along with everybody, like, you know, cut your hair, get a real job kind of thing, whatever. Like, it's funny because you said you did um, stand up before, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of the similar type of thing because it's like uh, you don't want to be in a box. So, you know, when you go and do stand up, you're like being unconventional and being funny and like going on a stage and like skating. You're like trying skate it when you skate. It's like. I use skating to get out of all those normal traps and boxes that are out there, you know, like I just leaned on skating for that. So <laughs> that's true. That's a, that's a really good parallel there. Cause it's, it's, it's true. Like, it's like, okay, well now I can, you know, form my own person, but also, you know, not clamor into like society and the mainstream and be a part of that. Like you could still be a part of something um uh, the community and and but still not not like you, you know can ha you can like have your own little thing you've been working on like right. everyone has their own style and approach and attitude and like you're still uniquely you yeah it's like it, the same with comedians it's like you have your own take on something you know so like in skating yeah. there's a million different styles you know like you, it's your life force your energy you put into it causes the expression you know like in how you feel and the whole thing you know back to the shop back to okay. the shop so so yeah so like the thing is uh you know i was i was thinking and i was like okay what am i gonna do here um and you know i had a, started a couple other businesses i've always been involved with different businesses from when i was really young and so i had a little bit of experience like with building websites and that kind of thing so there's a company that i had worked on at one point it was called zodus um and it was with a friend of mine his name was Tedese. He was from Ethiopia, and he was actually what, what was his name? United States Tedese. We went by Tad, but his legal name was like Tedese Sullivan. I've never heard that name. It sounds sick. 
Yeah, it's kind of cool. So like he was like born in Ethiopia and then he was adopted into the States by like, uh, you know, he just won the lottery. He was adopted by like a president of a university in California. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So like, he was like, all right, you know, like as a young kid. And so but he always, he always wanted something bigger than himself too. So we had started working on this business together. And um, what it was, Zodu was his actual original name. And he had these coasters, like wooden coasters that were really light. And we had like a branding machine where we could brand different symbols on it. So we did uh, some like weed coasters and stuff like that, you know, like with the big weed leaf on it. And then we did some um, astrology coasters, like one for like Gemini, Capricorn, so all different kind of styles. And then That's whenever- it bought like a coaster set it would also pay for a meal for someone in africa oh. so it's like that whole causal relationship and so i built out that whole website you know we got some sales but it wasn't really uh like a raging success and like it was i was very new into like the marketing world and stuff at that point but in a sense then like i, I also had created this blog called like selectronics and like it was like select electronics and i wrote about different electronics so like I had, um, I guess I knew I had an ability to create websites and then also like write out some content and, you know, not a terrible writer and, and that kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, well, I could do something involving this and also want business. I also want to be passionate about it. So they say we're like, if you can find something where like three passions align, like you can find some success with that. So oh, me, that's that's cool to hear, man. I don't know. I think I've heard that before, but it's good to hear it again. Yeah, like I think that's how it goes. Maybe I just created that now. <laughs> but like I'll take it. Yeah, it was something like so like three passions. So like one passion was, you know, like skateboarding, paddleboarding, outdoor sports. Another one's like sales, another one's like business, you know. So if you have at least three there, you can you can get um you know, obsessed with it, you can really enjoy it. And something else too, that I, that I thought about, um, was like, I just came from a corporate job not too long before that. And I thought about how they have a 90 day probationary period for, um, you know, for working somewhere. And that's just as much for them as it is for you. You want to kind of see during that time, am I going to, is this a good fit for me? But they want to see, are you a good fit for them? Are you going to be able to work out here where we're going to give you access to the treasure trove and like all the benefits or whatever. And so I took that and I said, Hey, well, let me give this a good old college try and let me give it 90 days and let me work actively at this for 90 days. And if I can make it work, I can make it work. If not, I can't. So I started at that point, probably with close to nothing. Um, and then What's so funny is like, uh, you know, like a push super hard. And what's, what's kind of funny is like both you and World Industries were like the only brands at that time that were willing to work with us. Um, oh, crazy. Yeah. So I don't know if I've ever shared that with you. Um, and I feel like that led to a lot of our success too, because instead like, you know, skate shops, a lot of times they, you know, they're promoting what 150 200 different brands all the time and instead like you know we were focused pretty heavy on like promoting your brands because those are some of the only products we had at that time yeah hell yeah that's you awesome. know and so 
it it helped us like become pretty successful at at selling world industries products too and your your brand as well and because uh at that time too it was about five years ago world industries had had dropped down but then y'all were coming back so we were it was just a perfect time because things were starting to launch off with you guys and as well but there were so many people out there to be honest that didn't think world industries was a company anymore oh you know? dude i know it's no insane. idea it's insane. now a lot of people it was insane like i was like how do you not know and then they're seeing these new decks and they're like what world industries is still producing decks like they're still a company i'm like yeah for sure and uh you know they're um you know, pretty low production numbers and that kind of thing. And at that time, I think it was. So like we were able to sell them at like kind of almost on a limited basis. And they were, it was limited for us because that's all, all we had, like, you know, and whatever decks we had picked up from you guys. And then exactly one year, exactly one year to the date from May 1st of 2018, because I looked at my memories on Facebook May 1st of 2019. It was exactly one year to the date from when we started online to when we opened the retail store here. What? That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So didn't even plan it like that. It was funny whenever I put the LLC in for Never Ever Boards around May of 2018, um, you know, it takes a little time to file. We got our paperwork back and it officially became a business June 13th of 2018, which is my birthday. Dang, that's yeah, crazy. Forever boards and I share a birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that's so sick. <laughs> yeah, so I can't forget then. So it's like I feel like, you know, when it when it comes to numbers and stuff, and you you hear like two 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 is angel numbers and like twelve thirty-four or three 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 or whichever, I feel like there's there is an important significance to that. Um and I feel like it I, I was meant to know like when it was. Yeah, remember when it was and that that kind of like did life universe god or whatever they kind of made that possible yeah that's sick man that's after that's like one of the big reasons i called my brand all i need is to serve as that reminder you know or like that like you won't forget your needs you know like focus yes. on those so it's good to have those things in life to keep you on the compass on north you know Yes. And I think too, whenever I, I, you know, help spread the word of your brand and when people come in the store and many times whenever they see your brand in the store, their eyes go to it first, even if they, they're, they they do not recognize the brand yet. Sometimes a lot of times, like uh, most people do now at this point, but um, you know, I'm like, it stands, it's AIN. It stands for all I need is skateboarding. And I feel like that's a reminder for a lot of people too. So yeah. not even for just you, but it's like, people see that and they're like, you know what, really, like life kind of sucks sometimes, you know, it's good other times, but really all I need is just like skateboarding and kind of keep me going. Yeah, dude, it's definitely the guiding light, dude. Skateboarding has been the guiding light in my life. And I know for facts, lots of people, like a lot of my friends and it's crazy because people hang on to skating, even though like they're getting older and older and they're just like still like people are still ripping at all ages crazy to watch young kids just be so brave and like be driven and focused on like learning tricks and having fun and meeting making friends and then like it's crazy i'm so grateful for where skateboarding's at i feel like there's no gatekeepers anymore it's just like fucking yeah. wide open i've seen so many different styles and expressions of humans that skateboard now it's like insane so i crazy. feel like i feel like that's only really even changed in the last couple of years 
right? Yeah. Like, you know, like th before then there were some gatekeepers and there's a lot of ostracization in skateboarding, even when I started about five years ago. And I feel like, and I don't think it really had much to do with like the Olympics and it entering more of a mainstream space. I think people are being less haters about a lot of different things. It might, it might be just the technology, the media, because <clears throat> now everyone yeah. just the medium because everyone just has a phone so you can hear and see all these different versions of skating where before it was like it was just videos and magazines so like to create like a an industry or skating it was just like you had to have the cameras and the 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 film and shoot the photos and get them in print you know like and then now it's like when the internet hit it was kind of like everyone could put out their version of skating and then it's like it's less, it's like now you see all these expressions as getting all this new data of all these different people and how they skate and their approach and their, you know, and it's like, that's just opened it up. Like it's crazy, crazy what girls are doing. Like as far as like stepping it up in the style and everything, it's like getting insane, insanely awesome. It's Armando. I think she's super cool too. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. Kids are ripping but, right now. Yeah, they are. And, and um, I feel like too, um, with what you're saying there, like, I think that's very interesting because like what happened then probably before is with the being in the magazines and it feeling so outside of yourself, it became an idolization kind of thing right? These are the gods. These are the greats. Um, and just like people idolizing that and things that are falling outside of that box is not okay. It's not, it's not, uh, you know, like represent representative of what skateboarding is. Cause look, they're saying this is what skateboarding is supposed to be. And now with even the start of the pandemic, I feel like what that's done too is it even changed the way in which people look at celebrities, right? Oh, yeah. You know, everybody can become a celebrity. I feel like some celebrities in Hollywood, in a sense, felt threatened with TikTok because now all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, like everyone has access to millions of people as their audience. They never did. And to where it's like, now I feel like so many people may be trying out things that they never would have because it's like, Oh, I could maybe do that too. Like the opportunity is maybe there for me, like, because they see so many different versions of people doing that. And they're like, okay, I see myself in that person. Um, and yeah, it's like democratic, like democratized everything because you can just like build your own thing. You can be an independent person without having to like go to an industry where you have to get approved by something or they have to accept right. you. It's like, no, I just built this up myself and a lot of people love what I like and this works out well, you know, like have my niche. Yeah. Right. You just do what you do. I mean, that's a, but one of the keys to life is to try to like, just um, be yourself and do the things you can, that you enjoy and try to like be authentic, you know? And it seems like right. with it's so crazy. The internet is so crazy. It's just a new lens, you know, just like, um, it's a crazy tool. That's what it is. It's a tool. It is. And use it. It is a tool, um, when used and used correctly and it's hard to not, or it's hard to not use it correctly. It's so easy to use it incorrectly because it's, we have it in our hands all the time, you know? And, and like, we're just humans, like, and you're growing yeah. and like just managing your own body and mind is hard in, in an environment, you know, like you're just like, and it's, it's so, it, one human life, all I need, 
I, one human life is a hard enough to manage, you know, like it takes all your attention and like humility to manage your own life, you know? So then to be connected to everybody or anything, all your vices and all your, all the great and all the bad and the ugly and like, it's so crazy. (laughs) And I mean, I definitely want to disconnect so many times, but you know, we can't like right now in a sense, like being involved with the business, right. And marketing and, and that kind of thing and, and showing face and, and trying to create like a public image and trying to build a brand and that kind of thing. Like, though sometimes you just want to like disconnect and just be in the woods like for a few weeks but then it's like where is he at and then you lose momentum because like the whole rat race everyone else is still racing you know but um i do a lot of like filming like i'll take time where i just go out and film a bunch and crew and like capture a lot of content and then i'll do like a wave where i'll just be editing and putting out stuff and then I just try to take days off, like that, whatever that movie is, Ender End Games or whatever, where they, yeah. they get the internet and then they realize they just have to take a day off or two, you know? <laughs> like I've gotten better about, because a lot of it too is like, you're excited to do all this stuff, you know? Yeah. Like you want to do all this cool stuff and build all these things and like work with people, but it's like, you can only go at a pace that you can manage. So it's like trying to learn that and figure out what you can manage and you know like managing your time i think we started out with that yeah we're trying to figure out how to manage your time properly a human life is so complex so it's like (laughs) and to delegate right so and you as a a business person too you you understand that um and with what i'm involved with too it's it's a struggle right so it's like yeah like it'd be great to be able to like for me right now to be able to fill my life with all the things I love to do but also too like right now there's a lot of stuff that I don't like to do I have to do um accounting and like you know like if there's a customer issue you got to deal with it oh yeah (laughs) it's okay like I mean if good things happen sometimes fires you got to put out but it's like what it falls down to is or do you want to create a job? Do you want to create a business or do you want to enjoy the passion of, of the, the hobby that you've, you know, that you've surrounded yourself with. And if you don't delegate it properly, like then you're trapped with having to wear all those hats and yeah. not being able to decide which hats you actually want to wear. Um, and then it makes you feel like, Oh gosh, like, you know, like, like it's, you almost feel a little burnt. Um, Oh, like, to- totally, man. There's been times where, especially the longer you're in business, you know, there's like, you just like run into that, you know, you're just like, oh, dude, there's times where you crash and you burn out. You just can't, you, you're like got everything going and then just something happens, you know? It's like, yeah. I mean, it's the same with life. It's just like, sometimes yes. everything's going good. And then other times it's just like mistakes pile up, you know, that's a lot about just managing. It's definitely, you're right. It's hard to manage one life enough to like, think clear and be clear all the time you know and then we have like we have our own vices you know like you uh drugs like managing drugs is a fucking hard one in life to learn too you know whether that drug's sugar caffeine or heavier stuff you know or alcohol like there's so many different things i'm not one of those people that are full like um I like to smoke weed and drink coffee. Yeah. Those are my two. And I'll have a beer here and there, you know? Okay. But even just managing that mm-hmm. is hard. And then trying to fit sobriety in there, <laughs> you know? Right. And then, and- like, and apply that to business and work. And, like, it's, 
the more complex and more many roles you play, you have to like learn how to manage each role and get better. It's like, you know, it's just like life is like that, you know. And how old some, are you, how old are you now? So I'm about to turn thirty. Man, sick. I'm forty, dude. I, I'm forty. So you know, like, I mean, the thing is, where so you got a decade on me, and I'm sure, like, in the last ten years or so, you've probably added in a lot more routines. Oh yeah, definitely. You routine. say that because I feel like that's such a time saver. You know, having those right routines in place. Like, okay, I wake up. And I do this, make the coffee, whatever, you know, like check the emails and like just doing the same things over and over again is good a lot of times too, because it makes it faster, more efficient. It becomes habitual. It's nice and to know. It's nice to designate a time and go, no, this is the time I'm doing this every day. And it's like, there's comfort in that. There is. That's why I'll, you go nine to five because you're like, all right, that's the work day. So then yes. you like see how much you can do in that time frame, you know? <laughs> and I've became so much more of a planner as I've gotten older, which <laughs> feels like lame. Like I'm like, oh my God, I got to like, because, but like in a sense, like you're younger, it's like no plan, you know, spontaneity. I'm just going to go out and have fun. And then, but then you realize as you get older, it's like time is such a currency then. And you're like, okay, well, these days are going by faster and faster. So I got to figure out something, you know, to, to just get it, get it more managed a little bit better. So, Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a, Oh, and going back to the internet thing too, it's like, it's a privilege to have the internet, you know, like, so as crazy as the world gets, just remember that it's like, we still have the internet. This is like, yeah like this we have the ability to complain to anyone in the world <laughs> or be be an asshole to anyone in the world yeah the and, internet I mean, is everything <laughs> and you are literally right now sitting in massachusetts and i'm over here in oak island north carolina and like not only are we able to talk and hear each other but i can yeah. see yeah and it's nuts like 20 years ago that wouldn't really well yeah i guess we had skype remember skype calls <laughs> i do i do yeah so crazy to like live through the transition of it all was this. such so cool though when that came out you're like wait i can like video call someone for free <laughs> like <laughs> oh i remember phone long distance calls were yeah. like cost so much on the landline you're like did you have okay. to pay extra what I'm talking then i guess <laughs> Yeah, or like you have to wait until oh man i don't have my after nines yet or after fives or whatever remember like it was like it's free after seven and then they they created this like singular um cult like you know like it was singular and then at&t oh, it was yeah. like, oh singular to singular could talk to each other and it's like oh okay so are you on the singular plan or like you had your top five or something like that and it's like i knew i know like if that was a thing now with facebook or something like that would end like relationships and French, like, what are you saying? I, I'm not in your top five. Like, I can't even believe that was the thing at one point. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, like where we like literally like created like a, that, like a class system, but it seems like that's what's happening with social media now, right? Like with Facebook, they're going to start charging for like verification checks. Twitter's already started charging $8 a person. You could pay for Snapchat plus now. So it's like categorizing um, different um you know levels on these apps so like it's a it's almost like a class system in a sense i feel like yeah man it's like a, a pay to play yeah it's kind of like uh i heard someone say it recently they're like 
it gets regulated. It's the Wild West at first, and then they have to come in and regulate it, you know? The problem is, if it's, like, for going politics and all that stuff, it's, like, one side can just, like, impose whatever their politic is on the whole globe, you know? It's, like... Yeah, and now it's, like, this, like, it's a country at that point. Like, they say, like, Facebook is, like, the the world's biggest country, you know? Which is crazy. It is, and, like, so they can implement this, this just change across billions of people and to to your point that you were talking to there's a movie i heard too recently where you brought it up where it's like at first it was like free enterprise you know it's like free articles and all this information is completely free to for like people to kind of get a taste for it and then they're like oh okay we're going to start implementing these paywalls like at first it was like oh i'm gonna cut the cord i'm gonna cut the cable because netflix is like six bucks but now it's like okay i got 18 streaming services and i'm paying your dollars it's insane yeah <laughs> you drown in the complexity of how many streaming channels there are it's full circle and now we're watching commercials again oh that pisses me <laughs> off yeah. you have to like zone <laughs> out you're like ah oh, they're not gonna get me this time <laughs> yeah i gotta get back to the tivo and i just like can fast forward I think we borrow like one of the streaming services. Like we got the password from like my lady's friend. So like whatever yeah. her life is, I see the commercials. Oh. They're trying to pitch to her. That's funny. <laughs> she was like getting married. So there's all these met wedding <laughs> commercials. And, it's like, like you're not targeting me. <laughs> yeah, clearly <laughs> not. Yeah. You're the wrong person here. Like I know her by the ads they're serving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you like you show up to the party and you get her this gift and she's like, oh my God, how did you know? You know me so well. Yeah, yeah, no you, problem. You've been looking up diamonds on the fucking right. TV. For, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, That's weird great. connection. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I feel, I feel like it's like, um, I don't really know where everything's going to go, but like it's always been adapted, adapt or die. Like with all this yeah. technology shit, it's like try to figure out where it's going and go with it, you know, for the most part, but it's a, we're in a strange, strange time. It's going to get weirder in the future. It's, faster. It's a, it's, a, it's a questionable kind of concerning bit of a time. I'm not like scared for what's to come. I'm kind of excited, but it, like, so I don't know. I feel like we all had that thought too, when we were younger, like, oh okay like we would we don't want the world to like end or like apocalypse time or like a walking dead but you're like you know what i could set up a real cool zombie fort and i could have a blast this would be fucking sick and then it literally happened kind of in a sense there's like wait lockdown all the streets are shut down all the stores are shut down like what is going on like we were literally in like what felt like a movie like i felt like it was living in a movie and then now the next big thing is ai yeah which is just like kind of in a sense like i was like oh okay ai whatever it's gonna start showing up like for like chats and stuff and you got these bots online ai is like going everywhere now like they're creating videos with ai they're creating music with ai there's pictures online you can't even trust some of the pictures you're seeing because it's made off of artificial intelligence and it's only going to get like more immersive like mentioned now right like that's that's when you that's when you really need to have your like own experience in life so you have your own morals and judgment and try to like and you got to expand yourself and you got to be rooted and grounded in real life so you can balance out that like that artificial life you know because uh 
if you just pay attention to all of it, it's just going to be like doom and gloom because that's what they yeah. want. They want to pay you paying attention all the time. So right. it's like and even still, during the even during the way. Yeah, even during the pandemic, man, like uh, I had so much free time to skate. It was awesome. We were skating outside because I didn't listen to that. Like I'm going outside. Like I'm yeah, really yeah, exactly. I'm not really paying attention that much to what you're telling me for advice as far as like it wasn't like there yet. You know, even the mask thing, I kind of rebelled a little bit in like I would like I just like it's in me. I'm like, I don't know if I just swallow everything. Wholesale. Don't believe this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like I grew up in a I didn't grow up in like the I always worried about the bottom falling out, you know, like I know how life can be and people can be, you know, like you, right. the good, the bad and the ugly. It's in all of us. So it's like, and you can't, you shouldn't just blindly trust people just because they're in charge. You know, it's like, you right. should question, definitely question some things, you know, like. And that's like the, the back to skateboarding. Like that's the essence of a skateboarder. I feel like a lot of times too, is like rebelling against the grain, but also questioning authority always you, you want know? to test it for yourself because it's like yeah. people tell you you can't do shit all the time and you're like i just did it what the fuck right. do you mean i can't do it i just had a blast like don't skate yeah. over there i just skated over there <laughs> nothing bad happened we had a blast <laughs> they kicked us out we left or they didn't even come the hypothetical bad man didn't come like <laughs> like i don't know there's just like society puts rules sure. on you that like make you can make you miss out on life just because you follow all the rules and signs you know i think that was a song signs signs ever sign yes that's yeah. a <laughs> like dude they fucking society will just put that pressure on you especially when you're growing and learning and dude if you just listen to everything everyone ever told you and never just figure it out for yourself like you're just gonna live someone else's idea of life you that's know right. like yeah, and, and, it, and there's a lot like, of that went on though. It was like some sheep mentality in people, like, cause, and I mean, I can't blame people that are scared or whatever, but like, at the same time, it's like, well, then disconnect a little bit and like, go put your feet in grass. And I feel like <laughs> unplug a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little, just chill, like you know. And I feel like what's like the school system. It's like that indoctrinate indoctrination, you know, for creating turning people into employees you know and i feel like a lot of like a lot of people that skateboard and a lot of people that you know skateboard even at a professional level that they're not really your average joe like even on the intelligence spectrum it may be a little bit higher like even too like we even think about like rodney mullen like he could have been a scientist you know like he could have been anything could have been an engineer which like I could see him definitely being some kind of injury. He's so, you know, eccentric and, and that kind of thing too. And it's like, in order to, you know, question that, um, I feel like you have to have a little more than a little more sense sometimes. Not that the people that don't, you know, just sometimes people are a little timid, you know, um, but, you know, questioning things is, is the only way that you can grow and create something bigger than what already exists. Yeah, man. And then, you know, there's all different types of people. The, the, that's what I love about skateboarding is like everybody skateboards. So it's just like you see some of the most stupid people skateboarding. I've been one of the stupidest people skateboarding. And then you see some of the brightest people, you know, like it's cool yeah. that it's that like diverse that that many people see that much value in actually picking up a skateboard, you know, like that's so cool. And And I definitely agree with you on the fact that like 
skating, especially if you're learning stuff in your street skating and you, you explore with skating, it helps you understand terrain, environments, mapping. Right. Look, I look at like ledges and stairs and architecture and like you think about how you could use it. And then like you go out like street skating and filming a video part is basically going out into the cities and like it's like the Wild West. Like half the time people are just working their nine to five and stuck in this rhythm of life. And we're out there trying to film a trick for our next video part. And we're like learning how to like deal with people and all these, all these different yeah. engagements that happen and learning how to negotiate and talk and get out of things. And sometimes there's sketchiness. Like I've been out skating in some fucking sketchy areas and you <laughs> run into crazy type people and you got to learn to like smart. <laughs> manage the situation and figure out how the guy, the one thing I love about street skating is like, if you're out there to try to get tricks and like film a part, it, you, you, everything works out pretty good usually. Cause you just like, right. that's the goal. You know, when I was yeah. younger though, I would argue with people a lot, like just out of like, like proving like, Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah like the whole thing I was saying, like, yeah, I can't skate here. I just did. I'm leaving, yeah, but I already exactly. did. What now? <laughs> like, what can you do? You know, that was like a lot when I was little, you know? And it's like, that's just part of life. Like the people, yeah. I, that's what I like about skating is it gets you to go out there and explore and figure out what life is. You know, you're not just and, sitting behind screens or listening to people tell you what to do and following instructions. You're like beautiful mess sometimes. That's right. And to see things differently, like you're saying, like, so like getting this totally unique perspective on on different uh stair sets or whatever and it's like it's now an obstacle or and how did they build this and like how can i do something maybe similar so it really like puts you inside of it you know and too like um you know like i feel like when you get older though you recognize authority a little bit differently too um from a from a understanding of wait, this person's the same age as me and maybe they're just working a job, <laughs> you know, like, so, I mean, I see cops a thousand percent differently, not that, not that sometimes some cops are fucking shit and fuck 12, but like, sometimes some cops are like, cool. And they skate to maybe, or they're just doing what they were told to do. That's, you know? that's what like filming a trick. Like I learned that. Cause I was like, I used to be out there just emotional just therapy trying to get a trick because I want to stack something, feel good about myself, you know? Yeah. And like, sometimes that doesn't work out. It ends in fucking you yelling and like getting into argument and fight. But I just learned at one point, I was like, ah, the best way to actually get the trick is just to come back. Like if someone's like really uptight, yeah. I'm not going to argue with you them. You still ain't going to get it then. If yeah, you are, I don't want maybe it creates an issue and then you can't, and then you're not even in your right spirit to land it. Cause now you're pissed off. Like it works many ways because some people need that uh antagonistic relationship or argument to force them to land the trick like and i've had that moment okay. where i was like i was trying a really hard trick on a spot and then like i was close but i had i was like blanking because i couldn't land it and then someone come out and it just gets a little you get into an argument and you're not willing to leave because you really want that trick and then you landed the next one because you're like yeah i just needed that little like I needed like the, some emotion, you know, it's like, and I, I, and something too, I was listening to this book mastery. You may want to check that out. It's a good book. Um, but it, it talks about channeling different emotions in different ways. And something someone recently told me too, that I thought was really interesting was about anxiety, but the emotion that I'm talking about is like, or the influx of adrenaline, you know, from let's say getting into a fight or altercation with somebody 
and then using that and channeling in other ways like they you know like a lot of times when we look at uh, when we look at things black or white good or bad or whatever but you know looking at it and saying okay like i'm anxious right now like all right let me channel this or transfer that into excited energy let me take this aggression that i have right now and i'm going to put that into energy like it's all different forms of energy um you know so like and channeling that in the right way um yeah and- be, being like because a lot of times your emotions will just your animalistic side your nature will just like if you don't know yourself that well it'll just get taken away like someone could say something to you and if you don't if you don't have control of your emotions that day and you just like your natural instinct comes out it might be like some rude ass shit so like yeah to understand yourself well enough that you can like use that at whatever energy comes to your advantage right. is like a good, pr- yeah, that sounds awesome. And like not going to shut me down. Right. Yeah. So like, we can get so easy to get into to like a shock type state, like because of like emotion. And, and that's something I'm really working on myself too. just being involved with business uh, temperament. Something that I noticed uh, with when it comes to dealing with customers, uh, you know, no, I love customers, but dealing with some customers sometimes and that they're upset um, or there's a problem. And a lot of times in their head, the problem may be a lot bigger than what it actually is. But what I realized is a lot of times when there is an issue, it's because I'm not understanding what they, what, how they really feel. And they don't feel like they're being understood. So a lot of problems when it comes down to is, is just a lack of understanding, either them not understanding you now you're pissed off them, not understand you, you not understanding them. So even too like, let's say when it comes to, I'm just going to, you know, I just need to get this, this trick. I need to get this, this clip or whatever. And then I'm going to be out of here. And, and, and instead the kid, that's what he's thinking. But instead he says, fuck you, I'm going to do this anyways. Well, that's not you know, received well. (laughs) So instead it's like, yo, like here, let me show you these videos here. Like I want to get this clip, you know, to, to, to make our full video. And like, maybe now the guy understands what was kind of cool is, um, or or even if you're just like, don't return the hostile, uh, attitude and emotion, you might, they might kill him with kindness, you know, like who knows? (laughs) Cause like a lot of people just return it, you know, you like mirror it. I think because like it happens and then you just instinctually mirror, mirror that image, you know, and and it's I've so- done that with people that were aggressive towards me. But a lot of times I try not to because I just know I, I like my mom was ups and downs. So I like, you know, trying to manage that. So I have a lot of empathy on that part is like sometimes and- people are just lost in the woods and don't have control and you should have control because you understand that, you know. Right, exactly. That's a hard. Like, that's hard to learn too. It's a remind. You need that reminding of that all the time. <laughs> like hurt people, hurt people, kind of thing, or whichever. And and realizing, okay, they got their own struggle going on. Like you know, I'm not sure what it is. Then I'm sorry you're going through that. And just like for me, it's like taking a couple steps back and just trying to gain an understanding instead of assuming, asking questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and just let's open up this dialogue. So like. What was cool is the assistant chief of police over there in Southport came over here and because they were having problems with kids skating and it was, they didn't have any problem with it. They were getting uh, calls and having to be called out from other people that were having issues with it. And so what he did, and I felt like that was really cool of him. It was mature. 
he came in, he asked me, he said, what should we do? And I said, you know what you should do is you, you shouldn't come off like the bad guy or telling the kids what you should not do, but you should come to them and tell them why you're there. You know, a lot of people want to understand why. So like I'm here because this jackass over here keeps calling the cops or keeps calling us to come out here and they don't want you skating here. And then what I told them, I said, I suggested a few different spots I know of around downtown Southport that they could skate at. And I was like, tell them that they can go there, 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 and there. And now you're helping them. You know, now you don't look like the bad guy so much because you're not saying they can't do it. You're just saying you can't do it here because of this person, but like, you could still do it. Just do it over there. You know, and it's just like, it's that's what it is problems happen from lack of understanding yeah and from not understanding how to approach it like oh man this is the sixth time we've been called out here if these stupid kids won't quit skating you know what they're thinking well but they're not thinking well why are they out there skating okay totally they knew of you know and so it's just having that conversation and and i'm i'm really you know i'm happy with the way things are going with skateboarding um, when it comes to creating that cohesive relationship between like the police department and, you know, skate parks and kids skating, because that's new too. And that's been changing in the right direction. And there's still going to be a lot of kids that are like, you know, fuck cops. And there's going to be a lot of cops that are, that are dicks, you know, and that happens. Like maybe they, he decided to be a cop because he wanted to be, you know, Mr. Man on a power trip and the buck stops with me and I'm telling everyone what to do. But yeah. like a lot of times, you know, it's somebody that's like, all right, well, I got to do a job. All right, I'll pick this one. Or maybe they want to serve and protect. Maybe they do ha- like there's good cops out there where it's yeah. like, good. You know? I, think, I think like uh, the majority of like people are well-intentioned, you know? Yeah. But there are extremes and outliers and like people, you know, that's life. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny when people want to censor life. It's like <clears throat> we're gonna we have all these cameras and stuff and all these microphones, and there's just gonna be new people and new young people. And young people are dumb because they're coming into not necessarily dumb, but they're naive yeah. and they don't understand. And young people come into a world that they didn't build, you know, like you're just yeah you're into this whole complex thing and then your emotions are turned on. It's lights, camera, action, you're alive. Like, figure it out, kid. And life has that certain element to it where it's like, that's crazy thing about everybody trying to think we can just censor everything and make everything safe and there's no risk. Like, I'm thankful I skateboard because skateboarding taught me about risk, self, self-assessing self risk, you know, because you want to do these things and then you have to toe that line and practice and work on it till you can get past that line even if it's a little increment you know like a progress and you then you got to build it into your system your muscle memory your you know you got to get your adrenaline used to things like skating handrails i had to learn how to like control my emotions so i could like not be afraid enough to commit to this big ass handrail you know the first try is the most terrifying you skate like a 20 stair rail you're just like committed you have to commit on the first one and working yourself up to that is like insane but yeah same with cops it's like yeah all types of people embody that job, you know? So it's like, sucks when we just like, get stuck in these. That's a problem with the internet. Like we had the internet come and it disrupted everything because it was a new media medium that people could express themselves through and everybody had it on them and have it, have it on them, you know? So like we're seeing all these reflections of life, everything. 
like yeah. the cringe, the most cringe stuff, you know, including yeah. yourself, you know, so it's like, it's everywhere. So now, do you feel like that's really welcomed a lot of clarity of thought for you too, you know, with skateboarding, you know, it's, like it's so double edged, like, because it's like, okay, I, I need to focus right now. So, and do you feel like just because that, that risk and that challenge there, you're like, it's kind of forced you to have better focus with everything. Well, it definitely how it's definitely a good practice to have, you know, like being yeah. able to practice and focus and hold your attention on something until you can get it and then work on it and even get it better, you know, like a lot of learning tricks is that is just like blood, sweat, tears, and your emotions, you know, until you 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 polish the turd till you get a diamond, you know, right? right. <laughs> that's life. That's life. Like if it's you can life, yeah. if you can understand, that's the hard thing is like in in my life and all 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 life is like. You want to control it as much as possible because it's scary not to have control, you know, but it's really like a, a grabbing and letting go. It's like, um, or people like are in the flow state or the balance or like when you're lost in a moment of something that, that brings you pleasure and you're just like, life goes easy, but it's yeah. crazy. Cause in life it's like, there's growth and to grow, there's going to be pain, you know, cause you're going outside of what, you know, you're going into the unknown when you grow. Cause everything in your bubble, you already know, you don't, you know, and you just like, yeah, you can redefine that and sharpen it up and like make it how you want and control it so much, you know, but like, that's a lot of like lessons I learned from skating is like, I can only have so much control. And then I also have to right. learn to go with the flow and like learn to balance and ride it out. I mean, I imagine that's what dance is. Cause like dance, you get lost in the rhythm of life and like you can experience Life's a dance. Stuff. Yeah. Any type of art where there's like, you just like figure out the structure of it and then you can play with it, you know, like, like when someone practices the 10,000 hours with anything and then they master it and then you can just like start breaking your own rules or whatever rules. And right. Like, that's and like the, as rigid. And I feel like it, it's good to start with like, let's say even with skateboarding to start with that foundation, start with some kind of structure, like you're saying, and then just, and then actually whenever you hit the, the next level, which is ironic and contrary to what you believe, but you actually, you have to surrender. So like in that book too, that I was, I was listening to the mastery book, what it talks about is with any kind of uh, skill you're trying to learn that there's different plateaus. Like, so you get a lot better and then all of a sudden you plateau out. And a lot of times people quit then, and then they drop off. But like, if you decide, okay, I'm going to keep on doing this. And eventually like, I'm going to come out of this plateau. And if you keep on doing it, you, you wind up finding comfort in that plateau because you're like, there's another level up. Okay. I'm here. And then, you know, like you're saying about how like letting go and, you know, but also keeping your eye on the prize at the same time, like sometimes in order to create something that is like out of the box or unique or that doesn't follow all of society's rules the only way to do that is to let go to surrender and like for me having employees and actually managing real employees too for the first time it's just it's it's hard to let go to surrender but the only way that you can be successful is through delegation like we were talking about before and by letting go you know, because if you're like, oh, no, like I could I, I could do it better than them. And, you know, like one thing I had work on when I was really young was I wouldn't ask for help from anybody. Now I'm starting to realize like that's dumb. You know, like there's so many people available and there's so many resources. You're hurting yourself by not doing that. And you're doing a disservice to everyone else because you can't 
create as good of a final product. Yeah. So like, just like understanding like, all oh, right, I got to let go and I got to sacrifice, but then also keeping that vision intact at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I believe that that plateau is rest time. Like when you achieve yeah. something, you need that time to, to process everything. Nature's you, way. Yeah. Cause like you're in life when you're creating things, your own life, it's like you work so hard on it and then it becomes like all you're doing is working on something. Even if you were having fun with it, like at some point it's like, it becomes routine and you're like, all right, well I have to break this routine. Otherwise I'm at the same thing. So you either have to expand yourself a good thing that helps is if you stay inspired, you know, like you have yeah. rest and you listen to things and other people and like learn and constantly. Um, but those plateaus are good because you, you, you build the scaffolding, you get the yeah. plateau and then you start building another one. Building or, or, another or taking one. a, finding another winning product or taking a different path from that sometimes too. But having that greater understanding that you, you now can build off of and having that foundation you know, I think it's yeah, because like, so if you build that first foundation, you might have used like a hundred ladders to do it, you know, and then you yeah. got up there and you're like, I'm up here. I bet I can do this more efficiently. You build like, a, maybe you use five ladders, you yes. know, like you start to like utilize everything you learn and you grow. And if you can remember and pay attention, which is not the easiest thing to do, especially when the world wants to fall apart on your fucking yeah. phone or in reality, when all of a sudden people have masks everywhere and you're like, are we in a fucking Tom Cruise movie where the world's going to end? Or yeah. am I Tom Cruise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, and then you're like, fuck, I was just trying to live my life, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And so I love that you brought that point up because the way in which like I, I kind of seen it before was when like things would slow down or not exactly go my way right after I had like, like roaring success with something and things were going crazy and it became overwhelming. You know, I'm a, um, you know, I'm a little bit biblical too sometimes. And I think back to like passages of the Bible or scripture and stuff. And, and I started thinking about um, where, like what it says that God will never give you more than you can handle. And so that's what I feel like. I feel like, okay, well, in a sense, God or the universe, whichever is deciding like, no, you're overwhelmed. You can't handle that. But maybe it's actually better. And it, that's a more positive way to look at it is say, no, I need the rest now. And I'm at a plateau. All right. What do I do? Do I expand? Do I stay where I'm at right now? Because this is cool. Or do I shift into a new gear? Because yeah. that may be that that welcoming time that is just trying to get you to be like, all right, cool. Like, I got to figure out what am I going to do next? You know, what's yeah, that totally makes a hundred percent sense to me, man. And it's like in life, like this is why I've been learning a little bit about meditation, and I've been learning. I did the float tank, which is sensory deprivation tank. I wanted to life. do that so bad. Yeah. So like the benefit of that is like we have these gifts that like were given to us because we didn't, you know, we might, we have potential, we have gifts, we have things that could turn into great things, you know? So like you're learning how to use your lights, you know, your senses, your ideas, your thoughts. We have this crazy mind. We have this crazy body. We're in this crazy environment. And like, so you're just like turned on all the time. So you just become in that state of this being high anxiety and stress and worry and like, you're always turned on. So like you need to turn the senses off so you can rest a little bit. Like 
I do this, the float tank and you can't hear because you have earplugs in and you're in a quiet room. Yeah. You can't see because you, you have uh, your eyes, you're in your close your eyes and you can't feel the gravity of the world because you're floating in salt for an hour. So like all your senses are off and you're just forced to like kind of be in the unknown, the darkness, the space, yeah. your, your brain can unravel, you know, it can, you don't have to always be in thought in like chasing thought, you know? Like you, sometimes there's spaces in between thoughts that like it allows things to come into your life. We're receivers. I feel like we can think and put out thoughts, but we can also learn and take them in too, you know? And it's like, life is so demanding and things and you want to do so many things that you're just constantly, it's so complex. So like to, to manage things in life these days is like, you're constantly turned on. Imagine if you're like, a parent too, if you're man, you have little kids in life and like you're managing their life and trying to like run the family is like an insane thing, let alone a business. Like it takes, it requires a lot of thought, you know, but like, dude, if you can like have that alone time where you can just unwind and let your brain go and just not think of anything, it allows you to process everything. So that's kind of like when you work really hard and get to that plateau, now yeah. you need to take all that information that you use to get up there and let it sink in and like, Right. like sink in and like give yourself time to just be open and let it float away, you know, and then it, you'll take like what you learn from that and then you'll be able to do it more efficiently. That's what I learned from skating is like, right. You get that first one. And I, whenever I see like a kid or someone land their first trick, I'm like, yo, that was a good first one. Like, yeah. hell yeah. It takes one. Like you get one. Now you can just keep going because the first right. one's not always clean. It's like sloppy, yeah. ugly. It's not what you imagined. It's just, it, it's just the fucking thing. You, you did it, but it's not yeah. like the best. We can count this one. Right. Yeah. So like, but then like, if you keep dreaming about that trick or you saw someone do it a certain way and you just want to polish that thing up, it's like, you got to keep going. You got to rest a little bit, get that win, be happy, and then maybe take a day or two and come back and get another session like that at it. And then it's all, it usually gets better, man. It usually yeah. gets cleaner. It gets like, it's and like vision. A, visualization, I think is so important. Yeah, definitely. You yeah, got to like, be inspired. You got to like be thinking about things that you, that's why it helps if you follow the things that pull you in that hold your attention. Cause that's like, that's probably what you should pay attention to for the most part. If it's not hurt, hurting yourself or anyone. It's calling you. It's yeah. like you're calling, you know, kind of thing. It's it's speaking to you and there's a reason why it is. And the, like you said, like it's matching your, your, your talent, your ability and your gifts with something in the universe or whichever that is like, this may be something that you're meant to do. Like yeah. Destiny kind of thing. Yeah, we all, I feel like we all have a a role or service or like a destiny, like a destination, destiny. Like, especially if you, the beauty is if you hang, if you like, is if you can understand yourself so that you can like uh, harness it and then you can like aim at things, you know, to have like that control is like a beautiful thing. It's hard to always have that, but. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All the time, like the limitless pill you know, yeah. limitless movie or whatever, where it's like, you know, you, you have everything firing just the right way. And then you can, you can like harness everything you've ever learned or everything you've ever seen and everything you've ever done and then implement it and channel it. And I think that uh, we're not capable of doing that because that would be running life on easy. You'd be running life on cheat codes. Yeah. And yeah. Like, would you really appreciate it? Right. So like having that struggle and the, you know, the steps of life, you know, and those different pillars and those different plateaus, it allows you to appreciate it. Like, I didn't just get there. 
daddy didn't just have all that money and buy me that nice car. Like I worked for that car. That car is mine. I worked for this. I worked for that, you know? And I, then you, you feel like you, the time invested in your investment, um, it feels like it was earned. Yeah. Like time like well spent. Time well spent. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Totally, man. Now, um, too, to, to that other point that, um, uh, you were bringing up before about just with skateboarding too, with how now old school and new school has now met in a sense. And because like old school skaters and then people starting out and I feel like, and I know it's kind of like a little random, but I was just thinking about from, from, from before that because like, let's say generations before it was like the dad was saying, okay, you, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be skating. You need to focus on this. But now the skaters are getting older. You know, they're now dads and they now have kids. And so I feel like that's what's really kind of connected things there to where like, you know, there's not as many gatekeepers and stuff too, because it's like there's two different, pretty diverse worlds with skateboarding. Yeah. It's, ama- um, it's amazing that skateboarders have found their willing to just like they're not so gatekeeper or jockey they're just like yeah dude they recognize that hey that person loves the same thing i do yeah and i shouldn't be such a dick because i think it's just mine that i can just let those people live too like i learned that through being at like teaching skateboard lessons and going to a skate park like the edge and in the winters you just like you see all different people come and you're like yeah i wouldn't i don't like that style i wouldn't dress that way like yeah. sometimes these people are dicks. Oh wait, sometimes I'm a dick. Yeah. And so you're just like, so you're just like, yeah. That was half, that's the half the reason I loved skateboarding was like I had like emotional issues as a child, and skateboarding was like inviting enough to let me just like work. Get, they gave me enough space to work through my issues, and I do right. that. Through that, I met tons of awesome people. That was like, yeah, these people are cool. These are my friends. Like I see them all the time. Like and they all love skateboarding. It's like. It's crazy to watch that go from um, – it's cool to see grandpa skating. Like some of my favorite skaters yeah. are in their 50s, 60s, you know, and it's like that's amazing. And they got hip pads on and helmets and fucking they got their own style. And like, yeah. like, again, I don't like all of it. It's like fine to have your own opinion. Like that's fucking – there's humor in all things. Like right. I always joke about that because I'm like I talk shit sometimes <laughs> because it's a sport and it's fun. And it's like it's some fun. people talk shit on me. Like I get it all the time. Like – I'm Nicholas Cage, bro. People tell me I look like Nicholas Cage. I get it. <laughs> That's you got to be able to like laugh at yourself, but it's cool that skateboarding has that humility to like to that level. Like people are just like, yeah, just let people live. My friend actually, I went on a skate trip a long time ago. His name's Warren. He used to say that because we would be talking shit, and he'd be like, eh. He would always be like, what would he say? He'd be like, let him in the club, bro. He's in the club. <laughs> like, even if it was like some crazy looking like, dude, you're like, I don't agree. I don't agree with anything. He's in the club, bro. I was like, all right, I'll let him live. Let him live. Oh, that's great, though. That's <laughs> cool. And like, kept it kept you balanced, probably. And like, centered oh, you. yeah. You're like, you're right, though. He's also a person. He's human, too. Like, he, yeah. you know, you find like with, with skateboarding, you like, you find your people, um, too. Like, within that, like you said, there's so many different people. But it, it's it's like um, also like a community, um, you know, multiple communities within a community. And so, too, I was thinking about like just like about like, let's say like your first day at camp 
you know, and, and even too, I have a friend, she's just went into basic training and uh, I spoke with her dad today and she likes to skate and stuff. And she used to work for me, but she's not getting along with anybody. And so she hasn't really found her people there, but like what happens though, with anything new, like, well, like, I feel like our persona is, is kind of similar with that. And, uh, you know, I grew up kind of a little like, like tough and guarded, you know, so like, it's like entering that scene or entering that space or entering into like what she's doing with basics. It's almost like you're in jail in a sense, you're wanting to be accepted, but at the same time, you're, you're putting off this tough exterior because you don't want someone to hurt you, yeah. you know? And so like, I feel like that's what happens with even people getting sometimes into the skate scene or even coming into the store, even like they feel like the same way as if they walked into a tattoo shop. Like, I don't know if I'm accepted here. I'm not like these people exactly, but then getting further into it, you're like, wait, there's actually people that are like me. Like we do share this one common interest, but also we share these other interests too. And you know, so like when it comes to anybody that comes in here, like into the store, I try to treat them as if they're just a, a cool person. And like, maybe they want to get into skating, whatever level you want to get into skating though. at this, What I do, I feel like is a little bit different maybe than, than your standard shop. I'm not going to force skateboarding on anybody. You know, you want to come in and you want to skate like, sure, I'm going to help set you up and I'm going to set you up the right way. But if I start talking to you and it sounds like you actually want a longboard or you want to cruise and you don't really feel like doing tricks or you want to freestyle dance, but you may not think that's the coolest <laughs> thing to say, like, I'm going to try to find that out because it's not about what like society wants or what everyone else around you wants. It's like, what are you really going to enjoy doing? And I think that's important, like, because instead of someone buying like a skateboard and th because it's cool and then not really even using it or, you know, giving it up pretty quickly, well, maybe they get into cruising or longboarding. It's still a board. And maybe then they decide, okay, I've, I've learned some balance. Let me, let me look into skateboarding now again. Um, so I feel like there's multiple ways to get into skateboarding and, I wouldn't say there's any real right way. And I think that's smart in a business standpoint because like like you said, like the skateboarding industry, there's ups and downs and all things. It's not like the biggest industry. Although everyone there every type of person skates doesn't mean everybody skates, you know? Right. Like the industry is pretty small compared comparatively to other things, you know? That's why there was the whole riff when like the corporate shoe companies were coming in and there was skate yeah. co shoe companies and like that was for a reason, you know? Cause they're like, yeah, we're going to let these mainstream, like huge corporations into our world. And then we lend our legitimacy to them, you know, Yes. and then they'll just monopolize the business side of it, which, which affected skate shops because skate shops, when the brand, when those corporate brands were doing it just in the shops, it helped the shops make money. And then when it opens up, then it's like, all right, well now I'm competing with all these box stores, you know, like big yeah. box stores and whatnot. So that side exists for sure, you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't know where it's going with that, but <laughs> no, that, but that's a very great point you made there, though, because like it was oh just about yeah, the, the industry. Yeah, it's like it's smart in a business move. Like that's what I was saying when the shoe companies were having a hard time. It was like 
I don't necessarily think this is like a thing they should have to do because they could just stay making skate shoes, you know, or you could try something, make a different shoe, which a lot of brands did. They made like a casual like type of shoe that wasn't just a skate shoe, you know, right? which is like a tough thing to adapt, you know, but like if you're into shoes then all people wear shoes. So it's the same in like business. You know, if you have a retail store, you sell skateboards, people like to roll on all things, you know, yeah, the scooter thing, like. That one kills me a little bit because people will just push scootering to like, like I've seen people like abuse the whole scooter thing. And it's like, that also gets bummer too, because they get to a certain age and then they like eat each other down because the learning curve is not hard enough with scooters. They have to go upside down and do 1080s. That's kind of what happened with rollerblading too, was like the learning curve wasn't steep enough that people were doing too many misties and backflips. And then it's like, they're young. And then there's like, you have to like, that was my whole thing is I love skateboarding is like, it can get super simple and be so awesome yeah. to watch. And like, right. you're not holding on. So like, it's like, there's a something hard about not having to hold on. Like, yeah. And it looks, it just looks so much cooler. Yeah. It's like, you can have, you're not holding on. So you have your full body and everyone has a different style and moves in a different way. And it's like, that to me is so amazing. Not to knock anything else, because like, if you find something that gets you through your day, especially if you're having a bad day and that thing pulls you out of it, I don't care if it's a scooter, rollerblade, fucking pogo stick. Hacky yeah. sack, like whatever. Video you, cards, whatever. Yeah, life is bigger than all of this, you know. But yeah, yeah, but as a business, as a shop owner, like there's some shops that just die on that hill. They're so skateboarders, yeah. and I'm like, I totally get that. Those are some of my favorite shops, you know. But there's, I've also seen other shops that they skateboard, they love snowboarding, they're into other things, and then they can incorporate that in their business. And it's like, then when things aren't going good in the skate industry, they can have supplemental cash or like keep the business open. Like I've seen a lot of shops go out of business too, you know? And it's also about focusing on too. That was one of the big things for me starting with the business. It's not about what I want. It's not exactly about what I want. Oh fuck. I love that shirt. Oh fuck. That's a, that's deck sick as fuck. Like I want that. Like, nah, it's about what the people want. Yeah. And like to, in order to, be successful i feel like on a business side it's to separate yourself from it a little bit and then also try to embrace that and like attach yourself as a human element maybe align yourself with it that helps too but like separating yourself and saying hey no what is what do the people want yeah you know um sure you need to supplement yourself with different different categories but uh too like let's say about different for, for me it's like uh, having a sales rep helps me because yeah. like i'm so in love with skateboarding you know like of course i'm gonna yeah. say it's the best thing ever you know but having <laughs> Con- having conrad like he like he has all the flavors and meets all the people and he can kind of like uh figure it out you know like yeah so yeah helps separate a little bit you know it's cool so to have for- that sometimes Something that I feel like I've I've had a bit of a you know I'd like it, it helps have a great rep I think always does because they're they're on the hopefully on the cutting edge of what's going on. One of my like traits I feel like that I've had like I was kind of gifted with is like I've been very good at spotting trends, and sometimes even setting some different trends and stuff too. But like like since I was really young, like even at school like I'd start different words or like different things that would take off and other people would do it. And I feel like that's what's helped me even too in like the apparel front and knowing what is cool and like what people are going to like and what's coming up next. And I haven't been right every single time, you know, but like 
I feel like I've been right enough um, with yeah. some of those things. But like, just like, I don't know if you had like a rep for Rollies, like some Rolexes or something like, yeah, he should know that better than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that does not happen very well in the skate industry with different reps. Conrad's great. He's a good rep. Um, and I have a great rep there, Jacob too, with NHS and, you know, the guy I got with Eastern, he's pretty cool, but like a lot of times though, they may be so busy with other accounts. They're not giving us information about like, yo, did you know, like, uh, he was thrasher skater of the year and this was a limited release and you need to cop that. Cause it's going to sell immediately. If I was a sales rep, I would do that to all my accounts probably. Because yeah. it would raise my sales and I get higher commission, but it seems very limiting. And maybe it's because uh, the industry is pretty casual a lot of times. Yeah, to yeah. Work, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, man. Like, okay, I'm sure you got that order in, cool. You know, and uh, there's a conversation if there's a problem. Like, you know, they don't have like they have employee days and stuff for the for like their employees that work at the distributors and stuff. They don't ever have like shop days. Yeah, you know, like we're shops, like people from different shops could meet up and then we could bounce back off ideas, you know, but like that would be great, you know, and uh, now actually NHS, they're looking into, he asked, they, we did a survey the other day and they're, they're looking into different ways that they could help improve things for the shop. And they asked me kind of like what, what would be helpful? And I, I said like market insights would be great. Yeah, yeah what's coming up like what are people looking for the next thing that's happened in skateboarding is that the one of the main focuses i feel like that is becoming more popular and it's kind of already started is bigger boards and different shapes the popsicle shape really isn't as popular anymore you know it was the most popular it's probably still the most popular shape i feel like well i think it varies like region to region you know like okay. depending on where you go and like who's skating depends on the history of the skating like depends on who's skating in that area it depends it goes in and out too and like the styles like things come like you said in the beginning it's like 80s 90s then people go back and look backwards into different generations and then that becomes popular yeah it's like yeah yeah that's like uh as a shop owner i could see that being a challenge you know like for me as a brand owner i'm like I know the version of skating I like, so that's what yeah. I put as output. It's like video parts. I like right. I like vlogs. I like podcasting. I know the people I skate with. I you know, but asking and getting that feedback is like good to hear too. And then yeah. like, it just depends. It up it moves. It and things with moving so quick. And yeah. it's like, buddy, I got a whole store of what was popular last week. Yeah, yeah. it's not as popular, yeah. you know that kind of thing um which you know it's fine you, like ebbs and flows like you said you got to work with it you got to you got to plug away you got to find what's that next winning product kind of thing now two along your point that you were talking about big industry coming into the skate industry being a smaller hold, industry. hold on remember your thought real quick but i just want to ask you something do you have a there's a skate park near you now right yes that's awesome. All right, we're going to touch on that, but continue your thought. We'll go back to the skate park okay. after. So the influx of big industry into small industry and skateboard industry not being very big, uh, you know, like I feel like we all want to have that abundance mentality, but it's like, hmm, is that being taken away with things like the Olympics, um, with them 
creating it and making it more mainstream, is that actually taking away from it? Is it taking away from the smaller shops? Um, these big investment groups that are now starting to buy out different distributorships um, and distributors and stuff too, selling their product, undercutting the, the same shops they sell to, um, that affects things. But either ways, how do you feel about Skate Shop Day? I like I just love skate shops. So like I try to go to a skate shop when yeah. I can and I try to spend money there because I'm like I need that we need this place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to me, yeah. dude, half of going to Solstice was like going there and Jay would just let me talk and vent and like try ideas out and he would just like balance he kind of do, we do podcasts together before yeah. like podcast was a thing you know and it was partly because like i'm just an inquisitive kid and i have a, had a lot of crazy shit going on in my life and i needed like an older person to talk to so to me like a skate shop is almost like a a lot of them are like like a, the ones that people like the ones that last are like fucking somewhat like a church to me you know or like yeah. a, a safe place to just go like you were saying you let people in you just try to like not they don't even have to skate like you just have a yeah. shop you have a store and like you have people that come and like i watched with solstice like so many skateboarders go there just to hang out talk and buy something but it's like going to the shop and talking about skateboarding and talking there about is. like videos and maybe just talking about how your day's going like it's almost like a like a like if i always dreamt like if i had a skate shop it would be like i just do mini podcasts with people all day because yeah. you just get to talk to people that come in that are interested to the same thing that you're interested in, or at least like they're into your store and they like the store and what you start, you know, they're in there. So you just, so like, to me, that's what a skate shop is, you know, and if you can go there and spend money and support it, like that's amazing. And there's like, yeah. um, but I don't know. I don't never really thought about it as far as like, like I'm not the barracks. I'm not like Steve bear. I wasn't like, I know he just tried to like, do like a trade show he did like trade show stuff and like the in try to like yeah. have this industry thing like right that's not me like although like i've thought about doing like a market and having people meet up and like because it would just be cool to meet people and like it'd right. be fun you know like i don't think it would be like it might like i go to tons of markets too which are amazing i go with like the apparel and i meet all different types of people the last one i met this chick who did reiki and she was so cool actually she gave me this doll oh that's sick <laughs> or i bought this doll from her because her cool. she bought her kid a skateboard and uh but i don't know like to me that's always what a skate shop was it was like a and i'm so obsessed with skating so like i'm just speaking about that like I, skateboarding has held my attention for 25 plus years through the best and worst times like and it's like endless to me skateboarding is endless or everything about it seems endless like i i have the problem of obsessing too much i need distractions like i was saying i need other things to expand myself so i'm not this obsessing about like skating you know yeah um, now, skate shop day though have you oh yeah explain i hmm. i t explain it to me because i know it's like there's always something they try to do like people try to do that they have like a a day for everything you know like there's some so, sort of and it's it's uh you know our our regular american commercialism type dream like kind of thing right like everything just so commercialized like it's like oh we can attach a holiday to it we can you know influx some more money but in a, in a sense it's it's going to be something that's good for shops but also gives um people a day to support now i think it's still pretty early on it's just a few years in as far as i know it's pretty new like they have a like comic book day where you can go to any comic book store and you get a free comic book like comic I'm books are sick that. 
they're sick so like that that was something that i felt like was similar to skid shop day so but you have like igloo coolers you had um anti-hero they made grimple sticks some tony hawk special edition ones a bunch of different things that were released along with skate shop day through deluxe specifically for that day numbered decks limited runs that kind of thing and it was a day for people to come and support skate shops so i thought that was kind of cool that they did that but now big brands wanting to be involved with that is that their way of kind of becoming a part of it but skateboard's all about collaboration too skateboarding you know, I feel like on a level of creating videos and collaborating with with your with your people and 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 uh, outsourcing things to make things happen and sending things off to to get transfers and 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 uh, you know getting getting it pressed and all, all that. Like, there's so many moving parts yeah. to make it possible. So, like, I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess. Uh, hopefully, things don't get overtaken in the wrong way. But if you know a collab in the right way with good publicity and pushing things into the mainstream heavy and like a lot of marketing could be a good thing. That's why I'm really stuck between thinking that the Olympics is a great thing for skateboarding, but also thinking it's not like, I'm not really, I'm not really decided on that. I'm kind of in the middle with that. That's like, that's like my Nija, uh conundrum is like, yeah. <laughs> Nija is like so good at skateboarding. He's like unbelievable undeniably amazing at skateboarding right yeah i know but on the same side it's like i would never want to be niger like i'm happy he's niger because my version of skateboarding is not to like be in contests and be like a celebrity or whatever because like sure i'd like to be uh well known and like respected and whatnot you know like who doesn't but i also got into skateboarding so i could like just manage myself and all the things thrown at me almost as a, not just an escape, but like, just, I don't know. Like I didn't get in it, into it to like, I wanted to be pro and everything, but that was more right. just cause I wanted to have the people that love skating and like them see my passion and love for it too. And be like, right. you know, you know, so like, and like, nicely to me, like nothing on him, but like, that's his version of success. It's not necessarily. Right mine you know what the i mean fame, the glory and yeah. to the price of that yeah price to that and there's such a pressure like, there's always that dude too like in skateboarding we build up like one dude like remember it was like sheckler it's tony hawk there's always like and this seems like the olympics too it's like there's like some saving grace like we're gonna have the olympics and da-da-da. and it's like I mean, it, it might be great for some shops some of the time and it might bring some money, but then we're going to go back to every four years where like there's just four years where you should be, you're going to need to love and live and breathe skateboarding. And there's a lot of people doing that, like, right. or not just skateboarding, like you own a business and you have other things like that you yeah. offer, you know? So like the Olympics might help those industries out here and there, but it's, it's like, um, small and select you know and, and it it's kind like of drains a, it so as fast as things come up as they go down and like they say like these cities and stuff that have the olympics like you would think it'd be so good for them but it actually strips them of their resources a lot of times too if you look in the history of that and what happened with with us i feel like in the skate industry and we can blame it a little bit on the the pandemic and like oh there's a big surge of the pandemic and there was but that met alongside with the olympics and then the interest interest kind of faltered a little bit. I remember whenever um, this was about, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, Michael Phelps was super big and the Olympics was going on. 
I went out to the pool at the complex I was living at. Everybody want, was thinking they were going to be fucking Michael. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one was at the pool before. They're like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Everyone, bro- everyone broke out their Speedo and fucking yeah. goggles and shit. <laughs> Like you are not Michael Phelps. It's like ten. You're, you got to eat like fucking ten, fifteen thousand calories, like to to even like touch him. Like come on. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So I guess like kind of an answer to what you're saying or to the Olympics thing is like for me like, uh, so this is a perk of how I grew up, which is fucked up to say, but like, my life started in a recession, kind of. You know, like I had like crazy shit happen, and I don't know. I was used to like not much you know and like to me skateboarding is endlessly value valuable whether trends go up and down you know like i don't have a retail store so like again keep that in mind i do have a business to run you know but like uh i i I just have the brand you know and like to me i'm i'm a little crazy because i'm like ah skateboarding is always worth investing in no matter what the ups and the downs there's something in it that just like it's endless to me you know but but like as a grand scale to pull back and look at it as a whole industry and think about it, you know, like it's hard, you know, and there's so many different types of shops and different people that run shops. And like, I've seen brands, like I've seen shops last 30 years, yeah, you know, through all the ups and downs and have highs and lows and still like have a fulfilling life and like, yeah, whatever. And then I've seen, I've seen shops and brands that have just failed miserable because maybe sometimes the dude who's doing it, is in it for different reasons or it's not enough and they want more, whatever, whatever the reason is, or you got into it and you think it would make you so much money because the hype. And then it, you know, then you realize there's downtime too. And like, so like, I don't really know, like there's going to be highs and lows in the whole thing. Like, yeah, I think the, the best way the industry can help itself is like, just stay connected to skateboarding into the people in it and, and go do the events and like, Think of you the know, aspect more. I try to film tons of people because like I, I love filming and I've like gotten good at it over the years because I've just been filming a lot and I love I editing. Love I do like your I, yeah. I love your angles and shit a whole lot. I know so many skateboarders too, and I'm always like and I love all types of skateboarding. So I'm like and it's I just know like it's cool to grow something and get the feedback, like, yo, we love the vlogs, and then they get to be in the vlog. Like the other day I went to the edge. And this happens a lot. I went and this kid um uh, that I've seen a bunch, Braden, who's been ripping. He does all the events and stuff, but I didn't really know him that well. But like, I just seen him one day and he's rocking our new, um, all I need tea. He had the, the mouse with the, the side yeah. cart with the frog in it. And, uh, okay. yes, I know it's from your talk. Yeah. And we, we made a shirt and he was wearing it and I hadn't even seen that one. I got like a sample, but I didn't see the Navy one and he had the Navy yeah. one. And I was like, and I like went up to him. I was like, dude, sick, sick shirt. And he was like, hell yeah. I like the shirt a lot. And I was like, that's sick. And then, uh, mm-hmm. Then we, it just gave me a reason to hang out with him. I hung out with him, skated the mini ramp, did a bunch of lines. And then like by the end of it, he was trying a hard trick. I was like, let me film that. And then I filmed like 10 clips of him because he was already warmed up. We had a session. It was fun. And he like had tricks and filmed all this stuff. And he's in the vlog, you know? And then like I get to send him his clips and he'll end up posting them and sharing them. And it's like, so I don't know. That's how I stay connected is like obviously podcasting too is like reaching out to people like you and yeah. other skateboarders and like stay like that. That's the best we can do is just stay connected. And if there's cool shit going on, support it. Like I always try to go to all the fundraisers or skate jams or like I try to go to all the shops when I can. Like my my hard part is trying to get free and have the days to go do all the cool stuff half yeah. the time, especially <laughs> in summer. Like I have so many little groms that want to film and they're getting so good. And they, now they want to learn about street skating and like, I want to take them all the new parks and skating like cool, like man. uh 
but yeah, like I don't, I don't really know what the answer is, but there's going to be highs and lows, but the more you are connected to the things that you're selling and you love and like in your, it doesn't mean you have to do it. Like I get what you're saying about delegating and extent, uh, you need to work with other people and collaborate because like, like working, like building all I need. I learned that because I was like, all right, I need a sales rep because I can focus on the marketing because I love skating and I love doing all the filming and editing and podcasting and talking about skateboarding. And I need someone who's going to be focused on actual, the actual sale, you know? Cause like, I'm just like, I, skateboarding is endlessly valuable to me. I'm like, yeah. this is worth investing in, you know? And that's a good, bad thing. Cause I'm like, I extend myself a lot. I'm like, I'm going to, I try a lot of different things, but yeah. I have the privilege of that. Cause I work hard and I have work ethic and I right. can afford to do it, you know, and not all things work, you know? And it's like, you got to keep going and trying like, but so I don't really, I don't really know, but I think like, just like I always look at the kids, dude. I know it might be cliche to say that, but like to me, I'm like inspired to watch children. the next. Like, there's so many, not just the children, but like, yeah, just the next generation of people learning to skateboard. And if they're like interested in it, like I have a fucking growing Grom team of kids that are just so psyched on skating, and that's because they're watching the older people do it too. Right. Like I go to skate parks, and there's just all ages, and kids are seeing all types of epic skating. And it's just like feeding that fire and then having the brand and having little kids involved. And not just that, I have the pro team and the AMs, but having like the next generation that, so that's what I was getting at earlier is like with the brand, I like someone did that for me. That's how I was able to go pro my friend, Charlie Thomas and RP Bess. RP works with pro tech and Charlie Thomas is just a legendary skateboarder and they worked at world industries and they both right. skate and they both RP used to work at Duff's. Like he's a lifelong skater. Charlie's a lifelong skater from Louisiana and they got jobs cause they, Charlie was pro and like RP shot photos and like, then they got jobs at world as team, team manager and brand manager. And they like saw me and I was like putting up, having all this output and super like hyped on skating. And they're like, yeah, we want to sponsor you and turn you pro, you know? Yeah. And, uh, they did all the emails, they did all the work, they like did everything, did all the marketing and everything. And all I had to do was skate and get the clips, which is like what I wanted to do. It was a lot of work and I like blood, sweat, tears, but like they just, they did it. You know, they took time to make it a business and work at it and focus on it. So I could live that dream. So now I feel like that's kind of my obligation is like, they built me up. So I got to build up the next, you know, like that's kind of like a, having a brand and like, and the people got to do the work, you know, like kids, like I'll help give them opportunities and stuff, but they got to put the work in and show the interest. And it's like right. long-term, you know, like you got, it takes a long time to like stick with something to get good enough at it, you know? So, but it's just cool to set that up. Cause like, I feel like that was lost in skateboarding. Like with the magazines and videos, I had an objective, a goal. It was right. like meet up with a photographer and meet up with a filmer. They mm-hmm. film you. And then if they work at a magazine, I'd get those. So like to turn pro, I had to have checkouts in every magazine. I rode for birdhouse and yeah. so I had Tony Hawk on my side. So yeah. I'm riding for his company and I'm in Southern California. And the way to get noticed was to get, shoot with photographers and get in the magazines. So I had a clear cut of objective, objective, objective. And I was right. focused on like, all right, I'm gonna link up with all these photographers and shoot all these things and it'd be sick to get a checkout that let me like, get my name out there. I had a roadmap and then the internet comes and it seems like there's no roadmap for how to like get sponsored or do something or like, it just seems like the wild west for kids. So like my thing with all I need was like, how do I, I wanted to grow the YouTube channel so we could build like video content together, like the four in one video magazine. Cause that's what four in one used to do is they, 
they would take the whole industry and they would make these videos and it was all the events. It was the up and coming skaters. It was the pros and they'd have it all in one episode, like an hour long of just like Southern California skate industry with all these personalities and stuff. Right. And it was thriving because there were so many people alive in skating and there were ams and pros and like all ages and like people were just living it and doing it. So like, to me, that's like with the brand, I was like, let's build like this, like a four in one video magazine vlog. And then with the podcast, I was like, it'd be sick to like connect with shops and connect with amateurs and pros and like, let them, let's talk and like, yeah, talk about skateboarding and the the industry and whatever or life or whatever. This is a cool platform to have to, to be able to do it, you know? And, um, yeah. And then the tangible side of having a shop or a brand is like, the artwork, working with an artist, putting it onto an actual product, seeing that product sell, like real and like an idea turned into like, you know, a dollar sign. And then you can put that money back into the brand and do another cool thing or whatever, you know, like, uh, but like, that's, that's the only way I know how to do it. Like I, like, as far as like an industry, like I was like, just build these things and get people right. involved and, and try to like connect the dots. Like, and that's kind of where I wanted to go with you with the skate shop is like, that's sick that there's a skate shop near you. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, a skate park. Sorry. Are yeah. Saying so, shop? Uh, skate yeah park. So the skate park, uh, it will be opening like soft opening next week. I don't know if any locals are really going to see this, but it's, it's like under wraps right now. Shouldn't that uh, they're really not supposed to, I'm not really supposed to say anything about it. Soft <laughs> opening next week, I guess, or whatever. But, uh, is yeah. the park finished? it's finished and that's the problem so like the thing is it's just really um became a little bit of a headache it's not a problem that the park is finished but it's a problem that it's finished and it's not opened yeah no, no that <laughs> makes no sense. sense there you know and like so what happened too was uh let's say some kids were skating over there after they had closed it down after it was finished and then it opened for like a day or two or something or everyone thought it was open because online it said it was open so we had put out a post saying that the skate park was complete but it's not yet open and you know people just seen skate park complete boom and they went out there i guess and then uh they got caught and the cops said you know we already gave you warning tickets i guess there's a group of kids that already got warning tickets who said you can skate over here oh never ever board said we could and i was like oh my god i was like i never said that i was like it's complete you know i didn't say that it was opened but whatever so just dealing with that hurdle dealing with the hurdle of the the town and bureaucracy and the town wanting to you know assume full credit um for getting the park there and having it open which you know and in a sense they you know, kind of help push things forward, but not really like they were totally in opposition for it because our skate park was destroyed two years ago by a hurricane. And so we had to push real heavy for them not to turn it into a parking lot. They were looking at a different space that wouldn't have worked, which was, um, you know, it was basically uh, intracoastal wetlands and that kind of thing. And they actually did like a land trade deal which was new to me. I didn't know that's a thing that they could fucking do, but I guess like uh, a city could be like, Hey, well, you know, I know we can't legally uh, build on these wetlands, but will you let us, if we trade you a space of land that equals the same space of land that we want to build on. So you can literally trade that back to the government. Now it's protected land, but now they can 
build on a wetland and i'm like oh okay so that's how that works so like it's funny like what you're saying too like being involved with this being involved with business being involved with the skateboarding like being involved with anything like there's so many other things you can learn just through the process and it's the process is most important a lot of times you got to focus when you're going through the process to, to to see what you could take from it but um anyways uh yeah, it's great that the park is going to be back. We've they, been without a skate park for two years. They need to do a grand opening, man. That's what they need to do. Just kick it off. Oh. Instead of fighting the tidal waves as the park's finished, just do the grand opening. So how about this? So we are doing a grand opening, right? We had a plan to have like a like an opening party for a couple of years. And I, I think we've talked about that a little bit, right? Like a, you know, love for you guys to come out to the opening party. So the, the plan was to have that party um the thing is in order to to have a party like that um i still want to go out there no matter what though i'm okay, coming down right. dude well we're gonna Let's... find a time to i'll load up the i bought a van just to go on skate trips to, okay to, like force yeah. me to go on skate trips <laughs> let's do it because you said on your bucket list you wanted to hit the east coast i do i want to go down dude i love i like i'm learning i love a lot of people from north carolina yeah, we're cool people most times. So Seems that way. <laughs> so so yeah, like um, you know, I I had planned it out for a while, and and you almost feel like a little like kind of slighted because you know we did a lot, our shop did a lot, and I went you know in order to get the skate park back because it wasn't gonna happen. Like got over two thousand signatures on a petition, I reached out to all the local media outlets, you know, spoke before town council, park and rec center advisory board, convinced council members to accept it so they approve it. We got in the budget the year prior so that they the next year, whenever they go to approve it, it was already in the budget. So like I did a lot of things just to make sure this was going to happen because it was important to happen. And I talked about having a party then. Then now in the like last inning or whatever, like, you know, we get contacted. I got contacted by town of Oak Island and the town manager wanted to meet with us. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so they, they tell us, uh, he, he starts telling me, I mean, about this opening party they're going to have and they'd like us to be a part of it and i said yeah i'd love to be a part of it um you know how can we help and like they want us to put on the tournament um they had already got the bands in place and it's let's just say it's not the bands like i would have selected to be there and you know i'm like okay like it's one of their you know bands we have an older demographic in this area but it doesn't make sense the guys are out of touch so what they really needed to do was to have you know, someone like me or you or like to do this opening party. So we do it the right way. The tournament's set up the right way. And that's why they called on me because they probably didn't know really how to set up the tournament. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So, um, you know, are you going to put us down like as a, like a co-host for, for doing this event? Say never ever words is, is doing the, the tournament. And he said, no, we just want you guys to do the tournament. And I'm like, what? Like, I thought that was like, you know, it's something I shouldn't even have to ask for, but I thought it was understood. Like people want to see that, like never ever words is putting it on skate shop. The local skate shop is putting it on, not the town of Oak Island. Then it's just going to kind of come off like a rinky dink, like kind of lame party, you know? So I don't know. I feel a certain way about that, but I, I think uh, we, I spoke with the mayor and everything. And, you know, I think I figured out a way which I can kind of get things to work out. We'll let them have their party. I just don't really have enough time to to plan a really great tournament with them. Well, what we could do, what we could do, is just skate jam demo after they do their party, and we'll just come down and literally okay. just bring the team. So you'll have a bunch of rippers. 
and then we'll just give out some products. We'll do like a skate jam. We could do best tricks, a couple of different best tricks and give out some boards and like uh, bring a filmer, have a filmer. So we make an edit of the day and uh, just do it, do it your own way. I don't know. You might have to ask them and see if you need a permit and all that or just renegade style. But either way, like skate jam would be fun as hell. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm down, dude. Like, so that solves a problem, you know, because then never yes. ever throw brings the pros, brings the skate team, you know, yeah, which is and then, cool. And then it's cool, it's official, and like so, yeah. Let's let's hash that out. We'll plan out like a time that would like work well for that, like because yeah, that'd be super sick. And like yeah. with the skate box, and like you know, I can cook and stuff too. So like that'd be we sick. Could have, we could have like cookout or whatever, or uh. We were even talking about something. We could do a like, raffle, maybe. You might have to look into the town policies and stuff, but doing raffles too would be sick. Those are always fun. I do tons of skate jams. Like a lot of people around here are throwing tons of skate jams. All we just did a fundraiser for Lighthouse Skate Park the other day, indoor park in Pawtucket, and they got kicked out of their place. But we threw this skate jam and raised like a good amount of money, and they just secured. Sick. I think they might have secured a new location by now. But, okay. But like just like it was jam packed, dude. Everyone was ripping. I got actually got to work on that edit because I stacked a lot of clips that day. I filmed so many people. It was insane, dude. If you get a chance, look at the look at the park on. Uh, I put it on Instagram. I put some pictures up there. Yeah, I was I, looking a little bit, like, dude. I'm I'm gonna go right now. Okay. Yeah, cause uh, really, like it's it's pretty mellow park. But like, even if you yeah, you want to bring out some of the Groms and check it out. But like, there's there's some potential there. Um. You know, it's it's a fast moving park. It's not a huge park, but I think there's a lot of fun that could be had there. Dude. I think it's what Oak Island really needs. I, I after everything's said and done, I feel like they that team did an excellent job on it. I mean, they did a way better job than I. I oh, dude, that park looks fun as hell. That across down and rail, uh, Andrews is gonna love that thing, dude. Those hubbas are beautiful. Let me see. A bank to tranny, Evan. I'll try to get Evan to come. Dude, that long quarter pipe over the mani pad looks fun as hell. That little up ledge, little metal up, up ledge, little ride on thing. Yeah, it looks super fun. We'd have a blast there. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? And you'll be at the beach here too. Well, you're <laughs> at you're like close to the water now too, right? Yeah, but not. It's not like a beach. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like we got like I live near like uh, New Bedford and Fall River. They're like um, we got the ocean, but it's all boats and fishing and like. Uh. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's some beach in Narragansett. You got to go there, but then it's you know, it's like a different vibes, you know. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I don't know. I I feel like when you guys come out here, I I feel like you're gonna still feel a little bit at home. You oh know? hell yeah! Just because like the, I mean, like it's 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 pretty chill area. It's island time. Things are moving a little slower than than over there, of course. But there's a ton of people from up north have moved here too so like pretty much whatever you have around there we have a lot of the same stuff like you know it's it's kind of i don't know a little bit like a melting pot like there's so much change happening here because brunswick county is one of the fastest growing counties or the fastest growing county in north carolina and you know which oak island's in brunswick county north carolina is like one of the fastest growing states so like Things are changing pretty rapidly over here, but, uh, you know, a lot, like we don't have like big commercial, like, um, buildings around here either. Like you're not going to find big hotels on the, on the beach. Um, you're not going to find any fast food places on Oak Island. You'll find them in Southport, but like no fast, it's all small, like local shops 
and local restaurants. So it's like a real quaint kind of beach. But now the the first step towards the future, I guess some may call it, is uh, they're going to implement paid parking this season, which is interesting. Um, but not at the commercial businesses. Yeah. So, of course, you guys would all park here or or wherever, like, you know, the hotel or if you wanted to stay at my place, whatever you guys want to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so like they're going to start charging for parking here. Yeah, that's crazy. It never did because all the neighboring beaches around here have started. And so now like, but what's so totally fucking nuts for me is it's not like a meter. It's like you pull up and there's a sign and they're tasking people with taking a picture of the QR code. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> and it says, please pay for parking. Yeah. Now, if you were like around like 18 years old or so, and you say, please pay for parking that's gonna be a fucking suggestion to me and i'm like you, okay you already heard me i was like sign signs everywhere signs <laughs> yeah like, fuck your sign <laughs> fucking everywhere <laughs> they're everywhere i don't believe it i don't believe that shit <laughs> you should talk you should talk to conrad about that conrad's always fighting the system oh i know i know yeah he's been battled Conrad's, he's done some epic shit though <laughs> yeah yeah he's having a hard time that he was like because they I don't know. They're privatizing a lot of shit over there is what it sounded like. Yeah, it seems like a constant battle, you know? Dude, we'd love to come. I, I'd definitely come. We'll have to do, like, we'll drive one day, get down, sleep, wake up, skate jam the next day, and then drive okay. home, you know, and, and figure and it out. And kidnap Conrad. That would be sick. Get I'll, him ask, I'll ask him. I'll try. <laughs> he needs it. He'll he give does. him a reason to come, okay. dude. He'll come Bertleman yeah. all over some of those quarter pipes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great hands do. down, surfer moves out there. Yeah, and um, he might even see Ben Gravy out here. Oh hell yeah, Ben's yeah. the man. I love Ben. He's so. So awesome. he, uh, yeah, he he's came down here, and I mean, he's super chill. Like he, like he's met um with different kids around here because like they, they were, I don't know, they like really, they like followed him, idled him, and that kind of thing. So like, yeah, he he had no problem meeting with people, like and doing his own kind of like demo and stuff too. When I uh, when I um. I got invited on a surf trip with Conrad and Ben Gravy and a couple other guys that were legendary surfers and uh, Lucas. Sick. Yeah, and I don't surf. Like I, yeah. I, I like took surf lessons and on a big so ass. You were board. the wild card that time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was. It was right around the time when my mom passed away, and it was just like um, I went to Puerto Rico with them, and it was they just took me to endless beautiful beaches, and I just laid on beaches all day, and I, I surfed a little bit, and, like just crawled out there, and like got. Yeah beat up by the waves and they had me climbing but ben gravy's just hit his like uh his energy and hype like that like helped it helped a lot like i was really hyped to hang out with ben for a while he's that's like cool. such a legend that's sick that's sick yeah um th yeah he he just i mean that's that's the vibe he just gives off it seems like you yeah. know he's just like chill laid back guy you know and uh we don't have any good surf over here for so for him to even like come out here or something like our surf sucks. That's like, sick that he's out there. <laughs> yeah. That's it's awesome. Like he got shit. Like it's not even, it's like maybe waist high. Like, but what's super funny too is like the uh, recent like national coverage that like Oak Island received or whatever, because 
we don't get a whole lot like if they're filming a movie or something comes up but we were recognized as one of the most dangerous like beaches in america oh <laughs> like, shit oh shit like, <laughs> but like because of stupid shit like you know where because there's like what happens is let's say we have five to ten maybe five to ten thousand now in our regular season when fourth of july hits there's about 70 to eighty thousand people here yeah so like you know older people they got to the water that like he already was gonna have a heart attack he just so happened to have in the water yeah it's like water rescue has to come out there and we have we were one of the only beaches that has an independent organization that's water rescue for the island wow it's like non-profit like self-funded that kind of thing so that draws more attention to that too like because they're going out there trying to save people's lives and, and yep. stuff so so that, that makes sense you know and so they're out there more often they're spotting those problems more often and i mean crime's not bad out here whatever like you know myrtle beach still was up about three or four up on that list (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and like i said myrtle beach is 45 minutes away so even if y'all wanted to check out dirty myrtle you know while y'all are down here you could go check that out too and there's a park over there too i have uh my friend anthony's out that way uh gregerson he has a sick youtube channel it's uh adventures at skateboarding at 40 or adventures in skateboarding at 40 and um he's come on the podcast a few times but um paratrooper He's been doing it for like 20 years. He's in the, he's like serving and like, but he skates and he just picked up skating at 40, but I want to visit him too. So, uh, yeah, dude, that'll be super fun. I do like missions like that. We, that one's a little out there, but that's still worth it. We'd do it. Like we've been doing, we've been doing smaller missions. Like, um, so I just drove four hours to talent skate park in Vermont. So mm-hmm. everyone met at my house at like seven in the morning. We drove four hours after hitting the gas station and whatnot. Yeah. Other, other like if we see a street spot or something like jump out of the van go ahead <laughs> yeah four hours there skate for four hours and then four hours back and get like uh buffalo wild wings or cracker barrel on the way back and just like full day mission and get that's what me and westgate used to do back in the day we'd four hours take the greyhound to new york spend our whole day in new york skating filming having a blast and then four hours back get back at like midnight be exhausted that's kind of what i've been doing like it's been super fun but like life right if we just go if we go down your way we just get a hotel for a night and then do okay. the skate jam the next day we'll, we'll figure it out let's talk after okay. uh let's talk uh, like during the week and we'll we'll figure yeah. it out start working on the details so we can line it up that'd be that'd be perfect thanks uh thanks for being down to do this podcast too i appreciate that um yes and i was gonna say could you just plug the instagram but i see it in the background at never ever boards bam 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 that's sick man yeah and thanks for uh supporting all i need in world too man um i love you guys yeah same dude i appreciate it man and uh if we can ever help and like like, yeah like i said we'll come down there that if we can help in that way and do a skate jam that that would be a blast and we'll probably find street stuff on the way down and back so yeah should be epic thank you too anthony for having me and and really thank you for everything you guys have done um seriously like from any other kind of brand that we've worked with directly. I mean, you guys have been more supportive than, than anybody and you too have been. And I like, that's why I say, like, I don't understand like how you get so much done in a day. Like, I mean, I see too, that you're, you support so many local brands and shops or or small, small shops and small brands and stuff too. Cause I like, I see your name pop up all over Instagram and I'm like, 
how? And not, and, you know, <laughs> your account from all I need. And I'm just like, dang, like, so you, man, I, I can tell like you live, you breathe it, you believe it. And that's awesome, man. And it's like, it's, it's all genuine. It's all love. And, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything about, about having us here and, and just working together. I think it's awesome. Hell yeah. Thanks, Matt. And, uh, uh, we'll do this again. We'll give life a little bit of time and then we'll podcast again. You have to go in the rotation. Like I, okay. you were super fun to talk to and I like try to fit people in on like a schedule. I go through the team riders and then I have yeah. a couple, I like fit different characters in and like, it would be cool to just keep having this, like, um, not only a working relationship through that, but also just like do a demo and then do another podcast. We could do another cool. one after the skate jam demo. Yes. I'm <laughs> I feel like we have a good rhythm too. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, all right. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Anthony. I appreciate you. You have a good night. If you need anything, let me know. We'll, we'll talk during the week.